Mr. West, I'm actually glad to see you. It saves me the trouble of having to send for you. You'll never get credit for my discovery. Who's going to believe a talking head? Get a job in a sideshow. Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I am John Wayne. With me, as always, is Christopher Triana. Christopher! Hello, everyone. Hello, J-Dubs. How you doing? Great, dude. How are you today? This fine, fine day. Doing pretty groovy. Pretty groovy. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, uh, I'm also groovy. Um, you know, not letting the extra, extra, uh, oh, what, what, what was I going to say? I don't extra even know what extra know. pleasure, Exist- extra f- uh, the existential. You're not letting the existential dread totally, uh, pull you down. You know, maybe, uh, maybe those bong rips are ameliorating it. Um, did, am I yeah, making sense? I, I, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I was going to say not any more than usual is the existential dread pulling me down. Um, bong hits are always good. Yeah, They're good yeah. for what ails you, dude. You know, uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm for prescription bong hits. I As think, am I. It, yeah. And I'm going to prescribe some to you. No. And come to your house and blow them in your face like shotgun style. No. Nope. I'm going to do one of these things, dude. I saw like on um, some somebody posted a video where, of course, it was these uh, like uh, absolutely gorgeous women. And one of them, oh, scantily clad, and one of them has a, what looks like a, um, a leaf blower. And she puts this uh, um, container, like kind of tube thing that's filled with weed on, that, on it, like in this back part. She screws it open, then she like opens this door where her roommate is sleeping in her bed and just like turns it on and is blasting <laughs> weed smoke from this yeah. leaf blower in her roommate's face who her roommate then gets up because she's like happy 420 bitch and the roommate just like gets up and takes the bong off of her fucking nightstand and takes a hit from that as well as then the room is filling with just smoke and i know it was like a put on like it was just a fucking it wasn't like what was this what was this what was it for what was this thing like was it a, a you said it's commercial it, no, it was yeah, it was a commercial for getting hot. No, it was a commercial. <laughs> for, it was. <laughs> so it was, I was a commercial like, for Hawaiian what the punch. Fuck? No, it, it was uh, <laughs> it was a commercial for nothing. It was just like a video somebody made on on okay. you know people make stupid. Oh videos. yeah, 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 um, yeah, they do. I, friend, just, I thought yeah. I thought you were saying for some reason I thought you were saying it was a commercial for like a dispensary or uh, one of those legal weed stores. No. Yeah. No, they were advertising. I guess that somebody had retro, not advertising, but they were showing that somebody had actually retrofitted this, uh, which I've heard there are things like that. The leaf blower that blows just like fucking, you know, weed because it's like a one of those kind of like how the pen activates where it heats it. And I don't know. Anyway, I don't understand. But you have you. The technology exists is what I'm trying to tell you. Mm hmm. Yes, I'm sure. And I hope you enjoy it. Keep it the fuck out of my house. I don't want any of your marijuanas affecting me or my dog. 
All right, man. Your hey, poisonous man. grass. Hey, man. I'm. You know, let your freak freak flag fly. <laughs> <buddy>. <laughs> oh God. Your fleek flag as well. Let that yeah, fly too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And your um, extra sensual dread. <laughs> your extra sensual dread. If you could please uh yep. please please make sure my extra sensual dread is extra sensual this time. That's that sounds like one of my books, extra sensual dread. You know, like you know, because my it, books have have a lot of the sex and the horror. The Christopher Triana story. Yeah, some of That's, them do. Some of them. <laughs> the extra <laughs> the Christopher Triana story. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, off to uh, a great start already. <laughs> you know, like that's how they rate programs and shit. It's like TVMA, like smoking, nudity, mm-hmm. yeah. extra sensual dread. Yeah. <laughs> or it's a side effect from like a, a butthole cream or something. May cause extra sensual dread. Yeah. <laughs> May cause <laughs> anal leakage. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You remember that shit that was actually on like potato chip bags in like the late 90s for oh lestra came up yeah well yeah exactly yeah Yeah. lestra would make your butthole fucking and it actually said that on the bag anal leakage may cause anal leakage i was like wow that's like they couldn't even find a uh, gentler way of saying it (laughs) they well i mean you should have seen what they started with you know you know will cause shit eye you know just like going straight to it shit eye what's that well you you will be called duty pants mcgee for the rest of your life and those were just chips that they were trying to make more healthy right like that's what a lustra was it it, right it it uh it weakened apparently weakened the uh you know muscles in your sphincter uh inner and outer uh (laughs) muscles there um but you uh, look good in a bathing suit if you're eating those chips. Well, maybe they should have they should have promoted Alestra in a different way. Like, you know, you'll look good in a bathing suit, and and these chips will also make anal sex easier for you because it will relax your anus, right? And that's good because if you want to, re- you want to relax before anal yes. sex. And it, if you want to, like, uh, you know, maybe you're that's like, hey, let- keep, that's what I've kept told you over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> just relax okay. let me do my thing you're right you're ha 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 and an ass sex joke is that where we're at already okay no just hey, uh, so like you want to relax so <laughs> this, is it. this is how they should have marketed it you know how like uh, in like the maybe the past few years how fast food some of the fast food restaurants became pretty self-aware that they're just like selling a bunch of garbage to stoners in the middle of the night where you had like the Taco Bell fifth meal box where it was like, you know, fourth meal where you're like, yeah. yeah. And then the one that that was kind of alluded to being stoned in the middle of the night and going out and getting this big box of Taco Bell. But the Jack in the Box, do you have Jack in the Box up there? No, but I know Jack in the Box from when I lived in the South. The So, yeah, Jack in the Box, those commercials, they don't even give a fuck. Like, it's like a guy sitting on his couch with his eyes like totally red and smoke in the background. And he's looking at like a puppet version of himself with also with red eyes. And it's like, 
you should get the Jack in the Box combo fucking, you know, whatever, late night, double dip, red eye meal. And he's like, yeah, we should. And then like Jack comes on. He's like, and now on DoorDash, so you don't even have and to easy, stupid, fat stoned ass up. You know, like he Jack shows up with the fucking weed <laughs> yeah. blower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be so rad. And the puppet's like, all right, you know, and then it's, uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they should have went that way and said, like, you smoke. Absolutely. Smoke get some weed get you're like weed. oh get, get high to relax but you're gonna relax weird. your anus and eat this yeah. when you get the munchies yep chips. anal chips and uh and let them and or light a candle and, and put on a bronson movie and let the night is that what does it for you it doesn't what does it for you well that's what it does it for the ladies i mean they see him and it's just panties dropping to the floor so um it's the last one to use that toilet are you telling me that <laughs> i broke it hey look belly i got enough anal leakage without you giving me any shit anyway uh we'll do a bronson show uh at some point and we'll do that voice the entire time and we'll get canceled hey, uh, yeah even though we're the producers nice. we'll cancel it because <laughs> we'll be like we, this is it i've had enough of these assholes <laughs> I've had enough of these assholes. Now I've got a whole crop of watermelons, 168 acres. I'll lose the whole crop. Mr. <laughs> Majestic, man. Great Mr. movie, Majestic. great I just, book. <clears throat> I, I couldn't, I did, uh, I did want to tell you I watched that. I, but I, I, I uh, leaked the surprise because I texted you earlier, like yeah. a, a line from it. Uh, but yeah, I watched that, another Bronson movie. And The Man with the Camera, I watched a few of those episodes. Which uh, was his TV show? Yeah, back in the day when it was yes, also was. a ripoff of. It was kind of like a ripoff of uh, was it Hitchcock? Something that it was, was very Hitchcockian. Yeah, it, it was some specific thing. I forget. Um, anyway, there's some like parallel that it kind of took off from something else and created this show. But what a show! What a man! Oh yeah. What, what a man! The manliest man who ever manned. There's uh, my camera. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Look at my camera. Yeah. Like all those Chuck Norris jokes and stuff, like Chuck Norris trembles at the the name Bronson. You know? True. Uh, it's very true. He was the manliest man who ever uh, graced Hollywood or this earth. That's also we'll... true. I'm sorry? That's what? also true. Yeah, it right. is. Yeah. It is. Um, so now that we've talked about anal leakage, Charles Bronson, and to get all the uh... we jabbered on about, um, <laughs> uh, what were you up to uh, this weekend recently? Oh, I was attending another, as you say, my uh, super spreader. Okay, good. You're super spreader. You know, you're spreading like fucking Tracy Lords. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you're that. Welcome. You're welcome. That's a compliment. Uh, no, I was actually, I was at, uh, I was, <clears throat> I was up in the Dallas area. Uh, for the grand opening of the Frightmare Collectibles, which was which is a horror storefront uh, run by uh, the the fine people who bring you Texas Frightmare, the convention uh, every year. Lloyd and his gang of uh, wonderful folks. Shouts out Lloyd. Shouts out Frightmare. Uh, yes, invited up there. Uh, Death's Head Press. Jared kind of I guess brokered the the deal. I, he had the table and. Uh, 
They put me on the poster, much to the uh, apparently chagrin or disappointment of some of our fellow authors who didn't show up because they weren't on the poster. And to that, I say. Well, get, maybe they didn't show up because they didn't want to get COVID and die or pass it on to their relatives. You know, Thanksgiving, maybe they're being responsible human beings. I mean, that might have been why. Or maybe it's they weren't on the poster. I think it was the poster thing because I, I talked Probably. about it. Uh, but no, um, uh, Wiley Young did show up, uh, for, so he he came out as well, and we sold books. Amelia Kincaid uh, was there, aka the Pet Psychic, aka Angela from A Night of the Demons, aka uh, aka. So that it was, but it was uh, was aka there, aka himself, yeah, the he Grandmaster, Grandmaster, aka. Uh, you know, the fucking uh, Digital Underground showed up. Humpty was there. Uh, you know, it was a it was a fine time. He once <laughs> got it on in a Burger King bathroom. Did, Did you, you know, know that? that? <laughs> Whoa! I, well, you owe me a you owe I, me a whiskey. You owe me a whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> let's stop that right now. <laughs> um, uh, although my buddy Diesel and I, we used to do that all the time. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, we used to like we Wait, would call your buddy him... Diesel. Let's yeah. back up for a second. Is that a yeah. nickname or is that a is that no, a it, name? No, he was he was born to that name. No, his name is Josh. Okay. Uh, you met him. You met him in Charlotte. Uh, big guy, uh, glasses guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I like that guy. He's the guy. No, he's, he's very cool. Uh, but yeah, we were both. This guy smiles all the time and shit. I like that. He's yeah, smiley. yeah, yeah. He is a smiley guy. Uh, but he um he is also into Bronson, particularly because I kind of introduced him to him and we would just call each other and be like, Hey, Belly, how you doing? You know, like that was how we like said hello, like the whole time. Uh, but anyway, um, what the fuck? Tell me. Okay. So you went to your event, you spread your COVID. I did not spread any COVID. Spread it was very safe. Yeah. Everyone was masked up. They gave, they had bottles of sanitizer at the front and at the tables. Um, the doors were open on the front and back of the store. Uh, so it was, and then there was tables set up outside for people to congregate. It was in like, okay, you know, okay. Okay. You're saying it was safe, but then you're saying people were congregating. So no, you I realize mean, the no, fallacy of that. No, for like you to, you and your three friends you came with, you know, you can ah. stand out there. You don't have to like stand in the store if you don't want to. Cause it got, there was a line for, you know, some stuff and. Uh, but this place was actually, it's in like, it was in a a warehouse area. You know, you know, the kind of thing I'm talking about where you can rent like a, a warehouse where stall. You can, rent, convert you, can it. Rent, you can rent women like out of the warehouse. Because no. I know those. No, that's, that's a different, uh, that's a different thing. This is where people like you kind of convert it to, uh, I've been to somewhere like my buddy had his converted into where he worked on cars. And did welding, and then some. Uh, my one buddy was tattooing out of one of them, and then this. I've seen some people do like their brick and mortar thing out of, it. and th this was one of those. So oh, we okay. get there, and I was like, "Whoa, this is kind of like out in the middle of whatever, you know." So we'll see, but man, it was it was pretty well attended. Like he good. he brought the the thunder. Well, I, I guess that's good. I'm glad for him. I'm glad for of... your event, but you know, yeah, at the same time. Hmm. Well, you know, hey, <laughs> but hey, it was, yeah. but for the people who came out and whatever, I appreciate it because I did sell a lot of books in uh, in a short, you know, small event, and it was good to meet Lloyd and uh, 
his son and his wife and everybody. It was uh, it was it was really fun. And my and I got to see my sister and my my nieces, uh, my little niece, Caroline, who, who uh, shouts out uh, from Uncle Wayne. She thinks I'm the bee's knees. And they actually uh, told her that they were taking her to a surprise. Uh, so they drove her all the way out, like 30 minutes out to this store just to see me. And I was the surprise. Yeah. And she was very excited. Oh, that's great, man. That's, that's great. That's very sweet. I like to hear that. Yeah. And so then um, I definitely gave her COVID. And then yep. uh, <laughs> yep. she's in ICU right now. Yep. No, uh, she no, she's super like that little girl will not take her mask off. She's like, I don't want to get sick. So she's good. <laughs> so she's smarter than you is what you're saying. <laughs> Aren't most people? <laughs> well, you know, your cognitive fal- faculties might be better off if you weren't ripping them bongs. Oh, you, you. you brain cell killing motherfucker. I know, mom. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but just but it was a great event. I do want to say that. I also want to say uh, the kind of stuff like he's it's it, this isn't like a uh, it's not like a hot topic, Pelly. You're not going to go to Spencer's gifts. <laughs> it's like so you need to stop. <laughs> nope. It's a legit horror store. He's got a bunch of old, first of all, like VHS kind of collectible movies. And um, then a bunch of Blu-rays. There's like records he's got, like picture discs, posters, artwork, uh, you know, of course, toys, uh, you know, things like that. You like ridiculous reads type material, novelizations, nice. novelizations, but they were expensive. Of course. Uh, yeah. it, so- it sounds fucking awesome. I really I- like I would love to go there sometime. I'm going to come, uh, you know, stay yeah. with you and we'll, we'll go wow. check it out. You, yeah. you could come down here and we'll do a Texas tour for like a week because we could That'd set up. Uh, and now, I know you don't eat do it. red meat, but if I'm going to be in Texas and I don't get some chicken fried steak, I'm going to feel like an asshole. So no, we're going to well, have to go get them. We'll get it. Uh, we'll get you. You don't have to eat it, but I'll, I but I know, we'll go. I'll take care of you. Don't worry. Daddy takes care of his, his baby. Thanks, Daddy. I did get uh, I did pick up a Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 Freddy Nika figure. While I was there, I couldn't pass ooh, it up. I, I really like that one. Ooh, the gay one. Nice. Yeah, it's the yeah, exactly. It's that one, and also it's the Fre- like Freddy's got fire behind him, mm. and he comes with the two like dog like kid faced dog creatures. You yeah, know, in the bus like it's it was pretty rad. So I was like, man, I gotta get myself something and support the shop. That's nice. But the funniest thing was, if I can tell a little side story, is I go to leave. Nick P is with me, of course, and he's supposed to drive. Uh, home so we're out there we're loaded and i said i'm gonna go inside and say goodbye i'll be back and i go inside and uh you know uh, lloyd was kind of wrapping it up with uh amelia and then they were chatting or whatever and i was just politely waiting and i was like all right thanks man so much for having me this was great appreciate it blah 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 the whole thing and i was like all right i'll see you next time thanks for having me peace and then i go and i go out to my car and i get in the passenger seat and uh, I sit down and like roll the window down. I'm like, where the fuck is Nick? And uh, I'm sitting there like ready to leave. The engine's running. And I'm like, why the fuck? I'm looking around. Mm. And I'm just sitting there with the window down. And then like Lloyd and his son and shit like walk out of the door and just like sit down at the tables in front, just like looking at me sitting in my car after I already said goodbye to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, uh, they're like, what's going on? Uh, I was like, I don't know. I, can't find my friend and they're like okay i was like well i guess i'll sit here with you guys so i turned the car off and just like sit down with them and start talking and they're like is he okay do you know where he is i was like ah we'll figure he'll he's fine we'll figure it out so we're talking for about 15 minutes and uh i say but 
are we sure he's not still in the store? Because that's not beyond, you know, Nick just be like looking around and not be realizing that things have stopped. And uh, so they go and look and they're like, nope, nobody's in there. And I was like, okay, and are you sure he's going to be? I was like, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. So I go off and tell him the story. And in the middle of like whatever, like maybe 20 more minutes later, out from like the, the, the kind of buildings across the parking lot from us in the distance, in between them from the darkness, comes Nick P walking out of that. And I was like, oh, there he is. And mm-hmm. they just started dying laughing. Like, they, I don't know if they thought they were like, yeah, we're going to probably have to call a missing persons report on this guy. <laughs> no, I'm like, nope, he'll be fine. And uh, yeah, so then we got in the car and left. And I asked him what happened, and he said that he saw something burning. So he started to walk towards it to see what was burning. And it was pretty far off. And then it got surrounded by a bunch of lights, like flashing lights from emergency vehicles. Right. And he started walking, and he was like, what is it? And he got uh, cl- kind of close, but then it wasn't burning anymore. Mm. So then he turned around and came back. That's a great story, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. But I, t- I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Jesus that Christ. I think I nodded right. off a little bit there. Uh- <laughs> are, you- <laughs> are you back on the horse or what? <laughs> I wish I had an interesting experience myself. I went to the grocery store. I went to the grocery store today. The- Fascinating. Oh, so you've been going, you've been having delivered and such because of your Condition. I was for a while. Yeah, I was having it uh, delivered because I couldn't drive. But now I can drive. Um, uh, and uh, I, I mean, I can't I, I shouldn't go on freeways. So I don't, you know, because I can't do a quick turn if I need to an emergency. But I drive to the closest grocery store to my house. It doesn't take very long. Uh, and I drive to physical therapy. And those are seriously the only two places I've gone in months, in yeah. months. I don't go anywhere else. I don't see other people. Uh, I'm super quarantine man. And, uh, and I'm, to, I, just to be fair, if there were, weren't a quarantine going on, that would pretty much still be the same, right? Absolutely. I mean, okay. Just, I just <laughs> wanted to make sure. I, I'm a super introvert hermit. Uh, but, uh, but no, even more so than usual. Um, like, you know, like I, I can't go to restaurants, so I don't go to Mama Luce's. I don't go to any of the places that I love around here. Uh, you know, like Did you call me <laughs> your Mama Luce. Mama Luce's. <laughs> that's a good shouts out to mama Luces. it's a good great shouts restaurant. Out, mama. Uh, i can't go there and i can't go to um ollie's or any like the restaurants that i really like so i'm just uh you know I, i'm making a lot of food at home uh but so yeah all, the only places i've been going is the physical therapy and the grocery store and i go to the grocery store today and i notice there's an ambulance out front and a couple of cop cars I'm like, oh, this this will be good, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm going in there and whatever, and I figure it's like, ah, it's probably not huge deal. Maybe someone slipped and fell or whatever. I go in there. There's this guy screaming, screaming at the top of his lungs, and it's echoing because it's a grocery store with the linoleum tile and shit and the big ceilings. Uh, and the guy's just like, please, please, I don't want to die. Like. <laughs> It was like crazy, dude. He's that's what he literally what he's screaming, and I'm like, settle down. I'm I need to get Italian bread. I need to get I need to get tomatoes. I need to get steak. You know, no one's gonna die here, buddy. Look, I need to yeah, chill the fuck out. Take it easy. Uh, But no, like he was uh, getting put on a stretcher, and there was several people around him and these cops around him, and they're like 
basically trying to hold his hands down while they put him in the stretcher and try to like get to him. And I'm like, did this guy just like freak out? Like, was he some insane customer who wandered in? Mm-hmm. But uh, he was right in front of the deli, and I needed my cold cuts. So I, I start going through towards the deli, and I'm like, ah, maybe I'll just grab some that's prepackaged rather than get involved in this shit. Um, but I noticed that the guy is wearing a uh, a stop and shop t-shirt. It was a stop and shop grocery store. And he's wearing, I, I'm like, he's a fucking employee. Holy shit. Like, I expected him to be just some deranged lunatic who walked in there. But no, he's like an employee. And he's like, please, somebody help me. I don't want to die. Please, please. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Right? That's what I think. And I'm like. Well, I need to buy some prosciutto, so I'm just gonna let this thing happen. And, you some know, prosciutto, yeah, you gotta need a good prosciutto, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I need that, and I needed my boar's head chicken. You know, I needed a few things, so I've just kind of like waited at the deli for this to happen. Uh, hey, buddy, and they're like, I need my prosciutto. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move it along. <laughs> hey, hey, I need some of that good Vermont cheddar. <laughs> you want my opinion? You're we're gonna die my, anyway. <laughs> we're going through my grocery list right now, which is really awesome. Yeah, I need my seltzer. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> oh god, oh, motherfucker, we're the best. <laughs> I know. Uh, so no, anyway, they they wheel the, the motherfucker off, and uh, and so like I asked the lady behind the counter, I'm like, hey, what the fuck, lady? You know, and. Uh, and she's like, yeah, he just, I, I'm not sure what happened. He passed out. And then when he, you know, like when he like woke up, you know, like he was just like yelling that he didn't want to die and stuff. And it was like, what? he just he passed out, just passed out, dude. Was just he ringing up like groceries or was he cutting meat? Or... I don't know. He just passed oh, out. Okay. Okay. Just passed. Okay. I didn't ask for the full details. I was like, well, what's his name? When was he born? I didn't get into all that. I was just like, is he Okay. You know, I was like feigning uh, human compassion there just to try to fit in, you know? Right. Uh, but before I was just like, yeah, so anyway, I need some salami. You know? <laughs> wow, that's too bad. Anyway, can I get yeah. half a pound of uh, salami? Because yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> I imagine that's how you say it. Salami when you order. <laughs> I, <do. laughs> I say I need the gabagool. Yeah, that's what I do. Get yeah. the, uh, yeah, I go, I go, I go full, uh, full Sopranos when yeah. I, I go to the deli. Um no, um, uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, hope he, hope he's not dead. And that's pretty much the a- end of the story. That's it. You didn't find out anything else. What the fuck? She didn't know anything. She fucking worked there. She What's was like, a stop yeah, shop. A stop and shop is a grocery chain in, in the Northeast. And they're actually union. So good for them because that fucking company would fuck them right in the ass. Those workers, if they weren't union. So is it a always Kroger? look for the union label. I'm sorry. Is, what? It, is it a Kroger? No, it's not a fucking Kroger. It's brand? a shop. But Kroger owns a bunch of, of things. I know. I don't think they own Stop. And they're a union. They have unions. Yeah. I don't think they own Stop Shop, but they might. I don't know. Um, I know this because I did work for Kroger, as I've told you before. My first job, Sacker. Right. Yep. Chief Sacker and head uh, in charge Sacker. of sacking. <laughs> Dude, my favorite thing to do is get carts. It's a hundred in 12 degrees out here in the summer but you leave the store huh but you leave the store that's the good thing about getting carts oh yeah you're outside yeah i'm I'm outside thinking about shit i'm singing i'm planning my night 
Ah. I'm doing all kinds okay. of shit out there in my 16 year old, like, you know, bonery self and thinking about naughty girls and stuff like that. And then I would go sit in the cooler in the dairy cooler and drink chocolate milk to cool down. Yeah, dude. I hear you. I, uh, as a, as someone who's been a grocery store manager myself, uh, even as manager, I would go outside and collect carts. I wouldn't send the teenagers to do it because I'd be like, fuck you. I want a moment to get out of this goddamn store. Uh, and so that's, you know, what I would do. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah no, it's a, it's a good reprieve from, um, the screaming hell of working in a grocery store. So it would get like, um, you know, you, you, where we, where we clocked in, there would be just the list for the day of the hours, you know, like from open to close or whatever, of who, cause you got it by the hour, you know, it's like mm-hmm. one to two, I'm on carts, dude. And you'd be like swapping with people or being like, Hey man, I'll do your cart. Cause some people just legitimately didn't want to go. Oh out. yeah. Some people hate it. Yeah. And and I'd be like, fucking... I, got, I got it. I got it. Yeah. I'll do it. You know? Cause then like you'd come in and, Oh, also like dust mop. Oh, if I you got dust mop, fl- oh, yeah. like, hey, we need to get on floors. Another oh, what thing. a time, dude! What a time. <laughs> Another that thing I like, would do. That's uh, like Fantasia. I'm dancing around with a dust mop, just good like for you, dude. Good for you because I don't know what it is, but like even a, a, like like I said, even as like you know an assistant store manager or whatever, I would um, you know like no one would fucking sweep the floor like i always had to ask people to do it and i uh i would do the dust mopping myself i would sweep myself because it's just like what the fuck i hate it i hate the floor being covered in dust and shit you know uh so unless i was you know making some uh doe-eyed teenage girl do it i did it myself you know and that's just because i like to force young girls to do things uh, we're gonna have to take but, that out <laughs> <laughs> uh, not in a Jeffrey Epstein kind of way, but is as, as in like your dad's friend kind of way. Yeah, the, the ladies know what I'm talking about. You know. Well, it was the best thing to to get on because uh, the best thing to get on because uh, I I would come from after I know I'm sorry I would come from after school uh, mm. and you know you get there and maybe it's like three thirty four. And that's when shit's getting like kind of popping at a grocery store because people are getting off work and they're coming to shop. So you'd want to get on floors right away and then just avoid the entire front area of the store so no one could grab you and be like, "Hey man, can you come help us sack?" You know, I'm dude, you're just I'm in the back, I'm I'm on the the ice cream aisle, I'm running that dust mop, I'm kissing babies, I'm shaking. I was super <laughs> spreading back then, dude. Yeah, before dude. it was before it was hip. Well, that was that wasn't COVID. You were spreading herpes. I like to think I was spreading love. Which is a, a code word for herpes for those who have the big H. I don't have herpes, dude. Well, that's good. I mean, I wish you would not that's try to, you know, what are you trying to spread rumors so no one else will have me but you? <laughs> that's to, right. Trying to dirty my... I am, I am, because we, we, you know, we... we dirty mouth. You know, we do tables together at a lot of these conventions, and you know sometimes we get those pretty girls up there. And if they're hearing this and they know that you have herpes, they'll be more attracted to me who doesn't have herpes, and so I'm more likely to get the babes than you. So I, 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 he's I got herpes. Know, he's married. Like there's all these reasons, ladies, you don't want him, but you do want Christopher Triana. Right. I do not have herpes. You do not. Do not. According okay. to you, I don't. I'm sure you don't. I'll, I'll this show is you. a fucking joke. I'm gonna oh, go this is a joke. I know I don't have it, but I do share tattoo needles with Tommy Lee, so I probably have a little bit of hepatitis. Yeah, probably of some kind. Yeah. Hep, hep, hep X. 
Hey, my old man had hepatitis. He got it in the fucking war. Yeah, man. This is not Vietnam. There are rules. It's not Vietnam. All well, right. Hey, in Vietnam, there was no rules about hepatitis because he There's fucking got no it. no rules, Donnie. And I'd be uh, like, Dad, Jesus Christ, don't use my fucking razor. You know, because he had the, the hepatitis. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were both hairy and it'd be and like, be like, you know, like, ah, oh, my razor's stall. I'm going to grab your fucking razor. I'd be like, don't grab, don't grab my fucking razor, old man. Don't you know, grab like, it. The next fucking razor would be across your fucking throat. Oh. Oh. You know that the grocery store that I worked at also had a counter that um, was a fragrance counter? That ha- well, like a full, like, like a, like a like fucking, perfume? yeah, perfuming cologne. Like a that Kroger? Yeah, that you would get at a department store, like the name brand shit. Yeah, it was weird. That's That's the first, like, I've worked in several grocery store chains. I've never heard of that. Even when I was at the fucking Fru-Fru Whole Foods, they didn't have that. But they did have uh, Ladies Night at the fucking Whole Foods, dude, in Massachusetts when I was in because But they have a bar there, though. They have a bar in Whole Foods, Well, they do, in some. In some, they do. The ones um, here do, in Texas. Yeah, 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 that's the, that's the thing. Like, in, in a lot of the, the newer ones, like, I know they had one in the Charlotte store when I lived down there. But, no, this was in New England. They did not have bars in the grocery store. I think that's a, a, a rule, but, um, or a law, you know. Uh, but they would still have the ladies' night. Uh, and it was, like, the, the funniest and saddest thing ever dude it was just like who the fuck goes to a grocery store to try to pick up chicks when they're the ladies night is just wine samples because they couldn't even like sell glasses of it because it wasn't a bar so it'd be just samples of wine and people would just be like hey i like a grocery store hookup you know hey okay first of all let me tell you uh a lot of people pick up on and get picked up at grocery stores uh, so that doesn't seem out of the ordinary what for me. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? I have many years experience in grocery stores. I know. And I've I know, only but... picked up maybe 50, 60 women. Like, what are you talking right. about? So if you would refer back to the, at the nudie bar episode, mm-hmm. uh, maybe like, you know, I, I know that I, this is that, that makes sense to me. People, you know, see like a hot chick at the grocery store like looking at SpaghettiOs and then they go, you go stand next to them and try to go, Oh, you know what? This is actually a great year for, uh, for SpaghettiOs, spaghetti, uh, the star shape, you know, like that happens all the time, dude. That's happening that's, all the time. That is and fucking nonsense. It's like, not that, nonsense, that, dude. It's so nonsense. not nonsense that they have a ladies night at a grocery store. You think I'm making this up? People get yes. picked up at grocery stores. It's like a, it's one of those, it's, it's also like a creepy, like coffee shop hook pickup place, you know, yeah. where, you know, well, I, can't, I can't argue too much because I did pick up some girls at grocery stores, but I worked there and these girls came in oh, a so lot. It's totally, then it's totally legal. It's totally fine. <laughs> I do it. Yeah. It's kind of like a sitting president. Like I can't commit a crime because I'm me and I'm so good looking that I can get away with whatever I want. It's pretty much got me through life just being handsome and charming because I got very little else to offer. <laughs> I get by on my looks, Pally. <laughs> This is a face that launched a thousand ships in the other direction. In the wrong direction. <laughs> and we also wish. You that, know what uh, Charles Bronson said about his own face? He did say this. Uh, it's a great quote. He said, I have a face like a dynamited mine. 
<laughs> After he, he had that. plastic surgery or before? He, he didn't have plastic surgery. What are you talking yeah, about? he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He did before the movie 10 to Midnight. He had plastic surgery. No, he didn't. Okay. Where are you getting this information from? From uh, the internet? From the no. real life? From the movie? Like, uh, no. no. Yes. He looks like shit in that movie. What are you talking about? So he got shitty plastic surgery. He just looks old. No, he didn't get plastic surgery. He's just fucking old, dude. Mm. He didn't get no surgery. I read two different biographies on Charles Bronson. I have a bottle of Mandem in my fucking bathroom. I know Charles Bronson better than you do. He didn't right. have no plastic surgery. Elvis didn't do no drugs. <laughs> and nobody gets picked up at a supermarket. And nobody gets their dick sucked in a lap dance. No, I mean, none of the, yeah, you're living in a fantasy land, dude. Oh, you're, you're living in a fantasy land. Just I'm living up. in a fantasy land. I know what, I know you are, but what am I? You are living in fantasy land. Your intransigence is just out of control with this. Like, you refuse to accept reality. You live in your own bubble world. Uh, have you been talking to my wife and my therapist or what? <laughs> All the people who know you best? Yes, yes. I'm a, I'm dude. I'm a, I'm a, you know, Peter Pan syndrome, uh, you know, whatever. You're Michael Jackson. Hey, he had a Peter Pan syndrome. He had a Peter. That one, that one woman he was married That's to right. that whole, that whole fucking joke marriage. She said the only way he could get it up was if he dressed as Peter Pan and danced around the room. Uh, he also really liked it if there were naked boys under the age of 12 in the room, apparently. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly my ass. Uh, Anyway. We can't make those claims, uh, but and accept reality as usual. Corey Feldman, with you, fucking reality. Yes, you're right. All right. Anyway, uh, I, uh, we've rambled on for a while now, at least half an hour. So maybe we should get into our segments uh, so we can move forward. I guess so. We've done our opening monologue. And that brings us to our first segment, which is Book of the Week. Book. Book of Book of the Week. I've got a Book of the Week. Did you hear that? There he was again, that motherfucker. Well, it didn't happen. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So... This week's Book of the Week, and we're doing something a little different. How do you like that, motherfucker? Uh, we're doing like something it. a little... Uh, well, I was talking to everyone listening, but you could be a motherfucker, too. Uh, so, yeah. I assume uh, that that's who you were talking to when you addressed <laughs> the, so aggressively addressed the... <laughs> uh, well, well, okay. Uh, so, what we're, do- what we're doing this, this week is not exactly a book, but a comic book series. Uh, and... Um, I wanted to bring this up uh, because it's a very cool comic book series, and it's also uh, done by Blue Juice Comics, uh, also known as Blue Juice Productions, uh, who actually put out my first book, Growing Dark, a uh, book of short stories, which was uh, my first book. Uh, they put this out, uh, and uh, they and the people who work there put out. Uh, I know this particularly because uh, Thomas Mum, who is one of the owners of the company uh, and head editor, uh, I've known him a long time, and he definitely puts out, uh, or that's what the ladies tell me. Uh, but anyway, wow. Uh, wow. This is a 
<laughs> wow. Uh, this is a uh, little comic book called The Accelerators. I'm holding it up to the uh, camera here for those watching. Um, now, is that a trade, like a graphic novel collection, yeah, or is that yeah, just what, one issue? What, what I'm what holding up, yeah, what I'm holding up right what, right now is the uh, is a graphic novel which collects the first couple of issues. Um, it's uh, it, did you it, just turn a light on or something? You should... No, I was I was oh. I, sorry, I was fixing something on I'm fixing something on my computer here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, so yeah, this is a, this is a comic book. Uh, that is about time travel, and it's kind of cool because it approaches things uh, from a uh, from a level of uh, physics, in a sense, without being super hard science. Uh, what it is is there's uh, these, you know, it takes it first starts off in the 1960s, uh, and it's uh, stars. Uh, the main characters are Alexa, who is a physicist, and she's studying a m mysterious piece of torus-shaped technology. Uh, her husband, who she's had some issues with, uh, Bertram, uh, he's an army man, uh, and they are dealing with this this thing which uh, which Tom calls the donut uh, because it's kind of a donut shaped device. And I'm holding up to the camera here. Yeah, uh, it looks uh, like a Tron type almost donut. Yeah, it's, it's like if yeah yeah like if there was a donut in Tron, it would be this thing. Um, so it starts off in the 1960s. Things go a little haywire. Uh, and the characters are pulled into the future. Because here's the thing about this device is that you can travel in time, but only uh, forwards. You can't travel back. Uh, now, from what I've read... I'm you sorry, can't go back even to where you started from? Like, you, no, you just have no. to keep going, oh, interesting. I like, I like forward, those kind of wrinkles. Yeah, once you're forward, you're fucking you're forward. You gotta, you gotta deal with that. Um, which is kind of cool, uh, because like I was saying, with, with the physics aspect, now I'm no physicist, but I do have a, a you know, interest in the subject. Uh, and from you know, books that I've read, like The Elegant Universe and um, The Cosmic Code, there is a thing in physics known as uh, tachyons, which are hypothetic particles uh, that can uh, lend itself to uh, traveling forward in time. I don't know if this was necessarily intended or, or if this was referenced or anything, uh, but the accelerators kind of play into that concept with that. Uh, so anyway, this, uh, this, this husband and wife, he's kind of chasing her cause she's running off with it. Uh, and he wants to get it back for the military. Uh, and they very quickly end up in the 1990s and they end up at a movie theater and this guy, this this teenager, this '90s teen, much like you and I were, uh, named Spatz, is is uh, coming out of the theater. And I think, and I think, ironically enough, he, he was seeing uh, Terminator Two uh, at the time, which is kind His of name fun. is Spatz. His name is Spatz. Yeah, um, or at least that's what he's known as. He's kind of you would like him. He's kind of this uh, Mallrats Kevin Smith type, you know. Um, so anyway. They come across him, but here's here's where it gets interesting. Here's where it gets kind of cool. Uh, as they forward the as they go forward through time, they end up at this kind of like battle royale. And what it is is that there's this. It's kind of like a Roman Colosseum fight, where they have people all throughout history fighting, uh, because they find out that uh, that Spats, this teenager, when he gets older in 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 you know the future manages to find a way to travel backward through time 
Uh, and what they do is they pull people from history to have this big battle, you know, like the Roman Coliseum. Oh. So it's like a, a pirate versus a Viking and a Vietnam soldier versus a, a, a fucking, you know, samurai. Like it's, it's just crazy, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so I really dig that aspect of it. Um, and as, and you know, as it goes forward, uh, you know, more things happen than just that, but that's where it starts off. I don't want to give too much away about what happens in that or anything. Yeah, no. So, uh, anyway, it's a, it's a really cool series and they've got a lot of people attached to it that are really cool, uh, including, uh, Walt Flanagan, uh, who is known, um, from comic book man. Uh, he, uh, did one of the, the covers, uh, for the accelerators. So they got some really cool people uh, and very and know. Walt and Walt Flanagan has also done some uh, Batman stuff with Kevin Smith as well. Right. He yeah. Did. He's you know, he's done a lot of comic book stuff. I'm, I was just saying that like, most people probably know him from comic book men. Yeah. Like he was in the comic. Yeah. He was in uh, the Kevin Smith films as well. With various characters. Right. Sometimes as well. Right. Yeah. Well, he did the cover for he did covers for. Uh, That's pretty awesome. So, yeah, no, it's it's very awesome. Where's uh, your buddy it, from? Is your buddy in New Jersey, or I guess you don't have to be in the same place. To well, you know, it's funny you mention that because he's I, I he's in Florida and I know him from Florida. Uh, oh. He's my oldest friend. I've known. I'm him sorry. For, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. He's there too, but I've no, I've known him for over twenty years. But it's funny you mentioned New Jersey because he is from Newark. Uh, oh, okay. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, he's from Bergenfield, New Jersey. He's from New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Newark was on my mind for some reason, probably because I've been watching The Sopranos recently. Um, but uh, yeah, and yeah. North, no, North so, Bergen. I I don't fucking know. I don't know his fucking life story. Uh, but no, Tom is Tom is a beautiful fucking man, and yeah, he's from New Jersey. Uh, so he kind of defies the odds by being a beautiful man, because <laughs> as we all know, New Jersey state flag is a fat guy kissing. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. But no, there's that guy three, kissing what? There's uh, well, you know, let's uh, hopefully hopefully a much smaller woman as with big hair, uh, you know, because it's Jersey. But uh, but no, um, Tom is Tom is a wonderful guy. Uh, you know, there's three legends uh, from from Jersey, or you know, the boss uh, Bruce Springsteen, sure, uh, and uh, Bon Jovi, and Thomas Mum. You know, so there you go. That's uh, it. Nobody else. Nobody else. <laughs> no one else. Like, for, other yeah, than that, Jersey's, Jersey's trash. Oh, my that. goodness. <laughs> hey, I'm from New York. I got to bust balls on Jersey a little bit. Um, but You're from Florida. Well, you know what? Like, for the most part, I am. I spent a good deal of time there, uh, much to my chagrin. But, no, I'm from New York. I was born in New York. I was raised there. I lived there till I was about 10. Uh, but uh, I, I consider myself a New Yorker, always have. But anyway, um, my formative years were in Florida, which is unfortunate. That's why I'm so fucked up, you know? Uh, well, at least this comic book is cool. It's very cool. <laughs> no, it's very cool. And in fact, Blue Juice Comics does other comic books as well. They do Anne Bonnie, which is kind of like a pippy, long-stocking pirate adventure. It's good for you know kids and young adults. Uh, they, they have several other titles. Um, and in fact, Tom and I have been working diligently on... Um, trying to put together a kind of horror comic uh but it's i wouldn't i shouldn't say diligently because covid kind of fucked everything's up everything up as far as sales go and you know new york comic con you know and, and things like that things got fucked up because of covid so it's still something that we plan to do so uh look for that in the future 
Uh, but anyway, this will lead into our next topic. This is really cool because, like, I think this is the first time we'll have, like, perfect segues, a total concatenation from Book of the Week to um, uh, uh, Ridiculous Reads to our, our main topic. Because Tom, as I said, is editor and co-founder and co-owner and whatever the hell else for Blue Juice. Mm -hmm. uh, but Tom also is a big fan of the show. So shouts out, Tom. I know you're shouts listening. Shouts out, Tom. Thank you. He loves the show. And he and his favorite part of the show is Ridiculous Reads. Uh, he, he loves it uh, because, you know, he's like, first of all, it's funny. Second of all, it's like a nostalgic thing, particularly when we do the novel, uh, the, the novelizations. Uh, mm -hmm. Because Tom is the biggest fucking movie person you'll ever meet in your life, dude. He's, a, he's such a movie nut. Uh, he even is involved in films, like he works in film and video. Awesome. Um, he does, yeah. Um, and so, um, as a as a as a kid, when he was in um, uh, middle school, he was telling me that you know they used to have this like big bin in the library of just free books, you know, like bookstores and stuff. What they do is they when books don't sell, they tear off the covers and they mail the covers back to the publisher and they get a refund. Uh, so the books though, like they, they're just up for grabs, you know, because it costs too much postage to mail the actual books back. So they just mail back the covers so you can get, you know, like, so they had all these books available. They have no covers, but they had these books available in bins and he would just grab any book that was a movie, anything that was a novelization he yeah. would grab. Yeah. And he still has these fucking things. So, you know, I was talking to him on the phone, and he was like, yeah, I love the whole Ridiculous Reads thing, because it's so nostalgic of, of movies, and it's so funny. And he was like, I can't believe someone else hasn't thought of doing this. It's so awesome. Uh, and it is, because we're great, you and me. I, I mean, um, we are. I, we are. Tom, I'm glad that Tom recognizes that, too. I'm glad, too. I, I, recognize, I don't know him personally, but I feel like I recognize greatness in him as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, so anyway... Uh, he was like, so any, he, so he told me, he's like, I have a ton of these, um, novelizations that I want to, you know, send to you so you guys can utilize them. And he did, he sent oh, me yeah. six, he sent me 16 books. So wow. we're going to be good until the fucking summer with these goddamn things. Well, um, yeah, awesome. And, uh, yeah. And so they don't have the covers, but he's got a couple that are worth a lot. Uh, to us horror fans, as you know, the horror ones are the ones that are worth a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, I'll just name a couple real fast that he has. He has uh, that he sent to me too, like an idiot. Like I'm gonna give him back. He sent me a fucking Halloween, dude. Halloween. That's so, a just just for the record, Tom. I don't think you're an idiot. So no, no, he's not. You could send me some books, and I'll yeah. <laughs> yeah the, <laughs> then you'll be an idiot because John will not come back. Um, but uh, I, don't, I don't even know what to read. He, he doesn't, doesn't even have a license, Lisa. <laughs> but no, he has Halloween. He has yeah. Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. Uh, and he has the book that I'm going to uh, read from right now. Uh, so I think we should get into that. Uh, are you ready? I'm ready. So that brings us to our next segment, which is... The Ridiculous Reads! <laughs> Oh my goodness, how ridiculous uh, so, all of so, that is. So fucking ridiculous. But so I'm excited, so this is not another surprise. I, I All I know is that Tom sent you a big box of books. 
Oh, yeah. And you would not tell me anything about it. You just said, I have some gems. Yes. And uh, and you said, get ready. Yes. Like, like I said, he has all of these, these horror books that are worth a lot. And yeah. this particular one is worth a great deal. It's okay. very hard to come by. And he sent it to me. And it leads into our first topic. Um, this is a little book called... Oh, that's the reanimator. Reanimator. Not Dude, bad. Oh man, that that's that's rad. I was like, man, I know I've seen that around. It's that one's hard to come by, huh? That one's really expensive when you find it. You're you're looking at at least, you know, a hundred bucks, if not more. Um so again, I mean he doesn't have the cover, so it depreciates a little bit in value, but Let's you can go. still sell this motherfucker for a good amount. And he sent it to me because he's a good man and he loves the show. And uh, anyway, I'm going to be reading from Reanimator. Now, for those who don't know, Reanimator is a film by Stuart Gordon. It's about a doctor who is reanimating the dead. He's basically trying to find a way to re like reignite the ele- the electricity in the brain to bring people back to life. And mm-hmm. of course, he he does this but it's not quite what he expects he creates these kind of like maniac zombie types uh but he keeps experimenting he keeps trying now this is based on a story by hp lovecraft which is called uh, herbert west reanimator so it's kind of funny in the sense that here's this novelization based on a screenplay which is based on a short story by hp lovecraft but the story is very short, though. It is. It's a short story. Yeah. So they did a novelization of it. Uh, it is still but, funny, though. I mean, like it it is, we've, we've pointed those things out a couple of times where yeah. it's like gone like kind of backwards a little bit. And you're like, yeah, but that's what makes it so ridiculous. Ridicu- just ridiculous. Said it. It's dude. just fucking ridiculous. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to read from Reanimator. Mm-hmm. This is a novel by Jeff Rovin based on a screenplay by Dennis Paoli. William J. Norris and Stuart Gordon. And uh, the scene I'm going to read for you right now is um, Herbert West, the doctor who's trying to come up with a way to bring back the dead. Uh, He has a rival called Dr. Hill. And Dr. Hill is a real douchebag asshole. Uh, And by the way, the actor who looks like him, uh, the the actor who plays him, totally looks like John Kerry. Uh, You remember John Kerry, the presidential candidate from 2004? Um, the the, <laughs> no. the the race or the pres the president or John, what now? John Kerry. John Caney. Oh God. John. No, John Kerry. But anyway, if you look up Doctor Hill and you look up John Kerry, it's uncanny, dude. Like, whenever, uh, like, of course, I knew Doctor Hill first, you know, because this movie's from the '80s. But then when John Kerry came around, I was just like, oh my God, it's fucking Doctor Hill, dude. <laughs> he looks so much like him. And and by the way, like, this is topical. Because John Kerry just recently uh, president, no, fuck you. No, he didn't. No, oh, no, President uh, President Biden. Um, I'm not calling him President Elect because I like just calling him President Biden. President Biden, uh, shouts out. He uh, recently avid listener. Absolutely, big fan of the show. He recently announced that John Kerry was going to he, be his uh, climate avoy, like he uh, or evoy, my my mistake, evoy. So yeah, that's kind of topical because uh, John Kerry. Uh, it was recently announced by President Biden 
that uh, were, you know, he's president elect right now, but I'm just going to go ahead and call him President Biden. Uh, it was recently announced that he was uh, that he is going to make John Kerry his uh, special climate evoy, uh, you know, his diplomat for climate change. So it right. is topical that I bring that up. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you're like, yeah, whatever. Get to the fucking ridiculous read. <laughs> no, no, John Kerry. He was. Uh, he is. He was. He's related alive. to uh, Jim Carrey. Uh, he was the guy that. Um, God. He anyway, played. Uh, so uh, anyway, Doctor Hill is the nemesis of uh, of Herbert West, and he, like I said, he's kind of a jerk. So anyway, in this scene, and I had to read from this, I had to find this scene in the book because this is the scene mm. um, that the movie is infamous for. Uh, at this point in the story, uh, Dr. Hill has been decapitated and his own body is carrying around his decapitated head. Uh, and uh, this, the character of Megan, which is his um, uh, one of the other doctor's daughters, who's also the love interest of Herbert West's uh, friend. Uh, like they, he's obsessed with her because she's very beautiful, played by the young Barbara Crampton, uh, uh, who's also just beautiful even to this day. Um, anyway, uh, he manages to capture her. And in this scene, he's got her, you know, and, he's, you know, and his body is helping her, uh, him have his way with her. Hill had his body pull off its rubber gloves and sent it with uncharacteristic grace and reverence to Megan's side. Its hands moved to her breasts, gently cupping and caressing them, now and then squeezing harder as his passion rose. Hill shut his eyes, savoring every moment. She was sweet and wholesome to the touch, not like the rough women he was used to buying in Springfield or Boston. By the way, that's not in the movie that he, it's not mentioned in the movie that he frequents prostitutes. Uh, that, that's, that's like the internal monologue that you don't get. Yeah, it, yeah. That's what makes that so special. Absolutely. Because then you get a little bit of a glimpse into his hookery loving side. Yes. <laughs> he moved one hand lower to her flat belly. His thumb and index finger were calloused from the months of pressing so hard on the laser drill. The skin was thick and dead, which frustrated him. He had to lay his open palm on her to feel her softness completely, her warm belly thrilling him as it rose and fell beneath his hand. Megan stirred. By the way, I should mention she's unconscious. Her head rocked slowly from side to side, and her eyes fluttered open. Hill felt a single tremor shoot through her. In the first moments of wakefulness, she still couldn't place where she was or what she was seeing. The head beside her was huge and grotesque, like a Halloween mask. Its eyes were shut, but there were streams of dried blood along the cheeks and caked in the tangled hair. The tongue, visible in its wide-open mouth, was swollen and reddish-purple, there was bloody spittle around it, and a foul, tart odor rose from within. It was the scent of death, and it overpowered even the sour smell of burning rubber which seemed to hang in the air. Megan looked down. She felt the hands on her, saw what they were doing. Then she saw where she was. With a mounting sense of horror, she looked to the right and saw her father standing idly by. Now her father at this point is a zombie. Uh, made by the serum. Suddenly it all came back to her. 
what her father had done, and her fears escaped in a single, gut-wrenching scream. Hill's eyes popped open. Megan saw them and shrieked, and she shrieked again, simultaneously trying to rise. Finding that she was lashed to the table, she tugged violently against the straps. One of the leather pieces slipped from its metal tooth, and her left arm flew free. It struck Hill's body, which went sprawling against the instrument table. The hit was a solid one, too great for the neck brace, and the plaster head toppled off, shattering on the tiles. Gaping at the huge clot from which fresh blood was percolating, Megan's throat went raw, her wrists and ankles bloody as she tore to get free. Hill rasped something like a laugh and ordered the head to pick him up. Wait, what? Yeah. Anyway, uh, it yeah. did so under the under the ears, tilting him so he could uh, stare into Megan's face. I think there's actually a misprint in this because he's saying he ordered the head to pick him up, but it should be the body. He ordered the body to pick him up. Oh, fuck, dude. So Hell I think yeah. I read a misprint there. Uh, Call anyway. him out, dude. Hey, hey, you know what? Fucking, you know, Jeff Rovin, you suck. Uh, so Get anyway. your shit together, Get Rovin. your shit together. So anyway, here's the scene where Hill is, uh, you know, again, he's a severed head and he's talking to Megan. I've always admired your beauty, my dear. The young woman shut her eyes and cried piteously. Hill's brow arched softly. I think I've always loved you. No, no. Yes, it's true, he said as he had his hands move his head to the side. He put his dislocated tongue into or his discolored tongue into her ear, and she screamed again, pushing at his forehead with her free hand. But Hill's hands were stronger, and he only smiled. You will love me, he said as his hands pulled him lower to her chest. The fat tongue came out and encircled one breast, then the other. He looked up at her again. You will! Megan arched her back, tried to push him away. Please stop! No, let me go! That's it, my dearest Meg. More passion! I've always imagined you a passionate lover. Hill's tongue trailed down her chest to her navel. Talking was becoming easier as he mastered it, and he could clearly feel his body responding to what he was seeing and tasting. West had dis had missed something important, that each subsequent dose of formula restored more of the original being. He was for all intents and purposes whole, and then some. Megan twisted to her side. Daddy, please help me! Halsey, that's her dad, uh, mm. but he's, he's zombie-ish now. Right. Hey, Halsey jumped slightly, but continued to stare blankly into the room. Your father cannot help. He is mine, just as you will be mine. Hill's tongue slid down further. No! What are you doing to me? God, no! No! Poised above Megan's crotch, the head looked up at her and smiled. Yes, my love, yes! With a twisted smile, he watched her quiver helplessly beneath him, then opened his mouth wide and disappeared between her legs. And I'm going to stop there. 
that <clears throat> that that scene is uh, awesome. It is. It is what like you 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 I mean you if you've seen the movie you can't help but think of that when somebody brings up reanimator it's the scene yeah i mean it's a severed head performing uh cunnilingus on a on a woman when she does not want it yeah so it's it's pretty fucking epic it's crazy and i'm looking this up right now cuz i remembered it but yes nika has put out uh reanimator uh figure that has the head nice dr uh, hill dr hill's head and then also uh like um what is that company like super well, let's, seven well let's but, let's bring that to our our next topic then you think we should yeah because i mean now you're talking about like you know this stuff that involves it and everything and i think we need to talk about reanimator uh at length because we're talking uh about our topic um okay and you, and you see what you see what i did here this wait 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 about. wait though what? i think before we check into our topic don't we have to uh check the the hotline the Corey that's, hotline okay that's true that's true you... that's true we we do we, we like i forgot this is a new segment i forgot that's all right uh, we I need forgot to get too. to the Corey hotline that's right folks the Corey hotline this okay. is our super sexy hotline where you can call us and uh-huh. tell us things and right? ask us things and say shit. And so, that, uh, ju- and just so you know, the number of the Corey hotline. If you don't have it, get your pen ready, because it is eight three two. Uh, are you ready? <laughs> Do you have your pen? Eight three two nine three zero. I was waiting. Eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. That's the Corey hotline. Eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. And uh, and we could play your message, much like we're going to play some messages right now. Yes, we've got two new messages, folks, and we're going to hear them and respond to them. So let's let's listen to the first message, then, shall we? Here we yes. Go. Uh, hi, Ravi. My name is Shiva. I just want to talk to you. Can you please call me on 832-400-2255? I repeat it, 832-400-2255. Thank you. Have a nice day. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> I love now the, thing, the thing about this is this is, an, is the second call we've received from this person. Same number. Hmm. And they say, hello, David. My name is Sheila this time. Didn't last time they say hello, Sheila? My name is David. That would make more sense because it's a guy. Yeah, I think that I like. I think they reversed those... the script. Yeah, or or maybe he's so nervous to talk to Sheila that he totally flubbed it. You know, uh, I think this is some like like type of like I am a Nubian prince, and if you mm-hmm. call me, I will forward money to you, and mm-hmm. we'll all get a million dollars. You know, one of those things. I don't know. I... I personally hope that it is, and they keep calling because yes. I really want to just string this guy along. Yes, I and they did, me. and they did give a phone number, folks. So feel free to call and pose as David or Sheila. Yeah, because and, and call this guy, call him, and fuck with him. Um, we give you the vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne seal of approval on this. We do We're signing we do. off. Total permission. Call David Sheila. And talk to him. Or Sheila David. Or whatever the fuck. Uh, 
Yeah, I love that. I love that this idiot keeps calling because uh, the the outgoing message is clearly not Sheila. Uh, it's it's just clips. or David. No, it's just clips of the Corey hotline. You know, it's like it's not. It should be very clear that it's the wrong number. But he keeps leaving a message anyway. So, right. Yeah. Well, we've got another message here, though. All right, let's hear it. That we need to play. Uh, here we go. Here we go. What's that? What? What's that, honey? What? No, no. I'm I'm calling that fucking Corey hotline. <laughs> the the Corey hotline. Yeah, it's that stupid calling phone number Chris and John Wayne created to help boost their egos. Ah. I know, right? What a couple of losers. Oh, hey, fellas. <laughs> In case you didn't know, let me remind you of who you're having the absolute honor of speaking with. This is Splatterpunk award-winning horror author Wesley fucking Southerd. Don't you forget it. Now, I don't have a whole lot of time because, unlike you two, I have a fucking life and don't need a weekly podcast to see and speak to my only friend once a week. Oh. So, let me get straight to my question. <laughs> Let's be honest here, fellas. There's only one question here to ask. You ready? Mm-hmm. How fucking dare you? How dare you, Chris? say that aliens is better or that alien is better than aliens it is how dare you john wayne think that eating a stripper's pussy is a cool thing to see and chris it it is how fucking dare you think that michael keaton is a better batman than christian bale oh jesus fucking christ give me a fucking fucking dare the both of you think that Friday the 13th Part 5 is somehow superior to the absolute majesty that is Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Okay, you're fucking you joking now. You no cool if, it's pecker, if it took its pecker out and slapped you in the fucking face with it. What? Here it is, okay? I'm going to lay it out for the two of you. You ready? Aliens over alien. Jewish priest over Iron Maiden. Vampires Obviously. over werewolves. Ernest over Peely, and God fucking damn it, Bill, Wayne's World over Bill and fucking Ted. Oh, there, fuck that settles it. No Chris agreeing over any of that bullshit. Now that that's out there, I've got a life to go live. Peace out, pussies. Oh, and one more thing. Fuck Chopping Mall. Wow, there's okay. There's, so there's a lot to address there. Uh, I think. First, first of all, this is uh, uh, our buddy Wes Southard, uh, who loves Chopping Mall and is and is so glad that we keep saying, reminding everyone how much he loves it. Loves him. And uh, when he know, says "fuck not... Chopping Mall," it, what he meant to say, I think there was a little blip there where it cut out the sound. He 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 said, "I want to fuck Chopping Mall." Because he literally will take the DVD and stick his tiny little penis through the hole in the center and make sweet, sweet love to it. Kind of like how uh, Cool would take its tiny little pecker out and slap us across the face with it, like you said, <laughs> and we wouldn't know it. <laughs> so we wouldn't know Cool. That's the biggest thing I have a problem with here, my friend. Uh, I, I, I don't I like I have I have, I have a lot problem. of problems. With I have, like, but, well, we need to address this one one, one thing at a time. First okay, of all, talk. alien alien is better than aliens. Talk uh, about it. it's quiet. It's a quiet 
We already talked about this. Talked we already established it. this. We gave it the vital social issues and stuff seal of approval. Now, just because you prefer the West Southard, you prefer more like explosions and shit instead of like a good suspenseful story. That's your thing, but you're wrong. So it's okay to be wrong. You wrong fuck. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you like to be wrong, just keep being wrong. Just be wrong. It's cool. Yeah. Um, world better than bill and ted get the all fuck out right, of here dude. yeah get come the on fuck, get the fuck out of here what the fuck is the matter with you is this a joke is this a fucking joke bill and ted traveled through time they went to hell and heaven they did way cooler things they than transcended wayne death yeah the wayne and garth what they do they fucking had a music festival fuck that like they, they saw they naked around. indian they played out a bunch of tropes that, you know, were yeah. already from things. They drove around listening to Queen, you know, and like the best thing about those movies is Ed O'Neill. Al, Al Bundy. Absolutely. <laughs> best thing. San Makita's Donuts. <laughs> yeah. But I do thing. like Wayne's World, though, just to be clear. So do I. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but, yeah, but I do agree nothing, that I also agree dude. that uh, Wes is wrong. Um, it's nothing compared to fucking Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted is epic. Ah, oh, God. Yeah. Um, and I just don't uh, I, how aggressive. And I also uh, I feel like I have to point out that it kind of sounds like uh, you, 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 Wesley Southard, uh, award winning author. I, I, believe Punk, I believe it's Southard. Southard. Uh, <laughs> it kind of sounds like you typed that all out and we're reading it back to us, mm. uh, including the part where you're pretending to talk to, uh, I guess, your wife, Katie, who we know loves us and who would never Chris agree on on with you on not liking us. So I think that it feels like you wrote a script. You took time. You composed it. You probably sent it to Mike Lombardo to have him edit it for you and beta read it <laughs> and pitch you like a couple of better insults and make it funny. Yeah, and exactly. then and then punch it up. And then you you called up the Corey hotline and read it off. Now, yeah. I did receive a message. Uh, I guess I, I don't remember us doing this, but I guess we called Wes a mark, or I did, uh, in one of our episodes about being a mark. But I was calling you a mark, actually, Chris, and talking. And then I guess we called him a mark. And uh, and I think that set this whole thing off. A mark? Yeah, remember? I called you a mark. What the fuck does mark mean again? Like you're, uh, you know, you look like an easy, you know, an easy target. You're walking, oh, around, you're walking around, digging in your purse, looking at the ground. Right. Yeah, you got sure. your hundred dollar bills coming out of your back pocket of your Jordache jeans. That's absolutely me. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I get mugged all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Like the thing. Here's the thing. Wes Southard. He he's talking about us because if he talks about himself, nobody's gonna fucking listen. He's got to ride our no, coattails. No one's gonna fucking <laughs> listen. You know, and and like he did say a few things that made sense, though. Well, what? just one. He it? said that Judas Priest is better than Iron Maiden. And that's obvious. Judas Priest is the greatest heavy metal band of all time. Wes, you're basically when you compare Judas Priest to Iron Maiden, you're basically comparing steak to fucking hamburger. OK, hamburger's good. Nothing wrong with hamburger. But steak is fucking steak, baby. Fucking Judas Priest. You know, I fucking love those guys. So you're right about that. Saying Ernest is better than Pee Wee. Mm, that's kind of like a that's a gray area. It's hard to say. I don't um, think it's very gray. I do. 
because Ernest had several funny movies. He did. Pee Wee had, had one funny movie. Fucking, uh, what's it? Big Top Pee Wee. That movie's fucking diarrhea. Don't, don't, dude. don't. It is good. That it is, has its moments, dude. It's diarrhea on a plate, dude. You're it's a diarrhea. Dark. What about the new one about Christmas and shit? You don't even know. You know no, what? No, All no, right, let's skip no, this. I this do. is a whole new thing. No, I do know, motherfucker. Because that was fucking Pee Wee's Big Holiday, and that was not about Christmas. It came that out at Christmas. Christmas. It was not about Christmas. It, right. Like, what you're thinking is fucking Peely's Christmas special, which is a masterpiece, uh, but was not a movie. It was it was part of the Peely's Playhouse. Look, can we just agree to Chris agree on how good Pee Wee is? Do we have to fight about how good Pee Wee is? We're obviously trying hey. to fight Wes on how wrong he is You're right. about everything. You're right. Okay, he is wrong. He is wrong. But you know, he shouldn't be ashamed of himself because that's the job of his parents. They're the <laughs> ones who should who are ashamed of him. That's their job. You know, uh, so it's okay, Wes. Wes Southard. Uh, it's okay that you're it's so okay. Wrong. It's okay. It's okay. Because you know what? We were all wrong. Well, not all of us, but most people are wrong sometimes. Not yeah, you and wrong. I. Not during Tom, of course. No, not you and me. Not no, no, no. no we're not wrong. But uh, but he's wrong most of the time. And that that fucking crack. Like I hope this is a joke. Like all the other stuff. Okay. Like if he appreciates aliens more than alien. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. A lot of people, you know, like the different things. Right. Uh, so he like I can accept those those things that he other things he said, but thinking five is is not uh, as good. I don't yeah that's that's where like, the train comes off the fucking track. Right. For, now now I him. will say I will say there are some people who don't like five just because you know it doesn't it's not really Jason, you know. Uh mouth breathers mostly you right. Know. And uh, some people like eight just because it stars Kane Hodder, you know. Uh even though eight is fucking terrible. And this is this is my point. If he was joking about that because he not only said that eight was better than five, but he said that he said masterpiece is what yeah, he, he said. Words, eight masterpiece. Yeah, he said eight was a masterpiece, and Ace Eight is one of the worst Friday Thirteenths ever. It's fucking awful. It's terrible. It's terrible. God damn it. Uh, so uh, yeah, Wes. I mean, yeah. You know, like fucking motherfucker. I, I don't know what to say. I, I I could say like if you want to, if any if the listeners out there want to like weigh in on this as well, please please call the Corey hotline. Please eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. That's eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. I need to put a banner of this on the website actually, uh, which I will do by the time you're listening to this episode. Uh, so it should be there, and just call us, leave a message. Maybe you need to weigh in on one of these things. Maybe if uh, if Weth Southard needs to call back South, in, it's just pronounced to Southard. To those Southard, South Southard. Uh, if, if you feel like you need to call back in and uh, defend your title or whatever this is, uh, I mean, maybe you need to. Um, otherwise, call us. Please give us a call and let us know what you think. We love the Corey Hotline and we love you. Yes, we do. So, shall we move on to our topic? Um, I think that we should. Um, it's about that time. It is. It's it's well past that time. So, as I was saying, I really set this up beautifully. I think I I, I set up the whole links in the chain with this one, man. I had I had Tom's accelerators 
and Tom was the one who gave me the reanimator book and reanimator leads into our first topic which is one, two, three, four. Stuart Gordon. Rest in power, the great Stuart Gordon, who passed away this year. Recently. Uh, uh, well, in 2020. I think it was in March or something. March. So it's been it's been a while. But uh, but no, he oh, did wow. pass away. He did pass away this year. Uh, and Stuart Gordon was a fine, fine filmmaker, mostly known for horror. Uh, but his most successful film was a children's film. So we're going to get into all of those. Now, this is relevant be, uh, you know, because, um, well, at least as, as part of the link in the chain, is because I recently, or not recently, about five minutes ago, read from uh, the Reanimator. <laughs> no, I don't know where that came from recently. Um, I, read, I read from Reanimator on this same fucking show. Right, uh, but, but we also did talk about bring up Stuart Gordon because I I had recently got like watched from beyond and and gotten into him a little bit. So we, we were like, let's do a deep dive on him. Yes. You got into from beyond and you really liked it. I watched uh, it again. Yeah. Yeah. You really liked it a lot, which is great as you should, because it's an awesome movie. Uh, But we were talking a little bit offline about Stuart Gordon. Anyway, I just read from reanimator. I picked that book on purpose because we were planning to do the Stuart Gordon show. So see links in the chain links in the chain. Thomas Mum, Blue I mean, Juice Comics, Accelerators, a little book from the Thomas Mum Library called Reanimator, which was a film by Stuart Gordon, probably the movie he's most known for, even though his most known film is a kid's film, he's not necessarily known, known for, for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Mr. Gordon and his movies. Uh, okay. I think we should start about re- talk, start with Reanimator. Reanimator is his first film. Yeah, we, that's, that's so exact. we should start at the beginning. He he, he started in theater before yes. that, um, and uh, his first, like we said, major feature film was Reanimator, which is an HP Love based on an HP Lovecraft story, very short story. So they expanded it, they blew it up, and and made like a whole story out of the kind of small thread that was originally written. Right, um, and uh, it's like you know it does have a. a, a and a disembodied head that eats pussy. Yes. Um, and, and that's great. And this came I, out in 1985. Like, now, now, Back to now, the Future came out. This. Can, can I just say? <laughs> Please. That's what I call giving head. Hey, buddy. You want my opinion? <laughs> You're in the wrong business. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Come on. It's a severed head giving head. It's I know funniest shit that's the funniest thing that's ever been said on this show one um, of yeah uh, other than that and like uh the ghost dick superman 3 comment so we're was, like that was really we've good. got two to two two good two good ones you know that even was, a bl- even really a blind good. dog finds a bone well, every once well in you while. you were laughing pretty hard at the whole thing about me saying don't be don't be ashamed of yourself wes that's your parents job, your parents job. that was a good dying. one that- <laughs> That should be on somebody's tombstone. Yes. Wes. Wes's. <laughs> Wes's. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You were talking about Reanimator and Stuart Gordon, and it sounded like you did some homework. I'm proud of you, so, so take it away. Yeah, Jay no, Fox. I mean, that was his first That was his first uh, film, and and this, and Reanimator has that, that famous uh, scene, but this is where you start to, like, Stuart Gordon is known for these, uh, you know, 
extreme effects, transformations, yeah, totally. body horror, creating these type type of things. And that's like the ultimate one of the ultimate body horror things is to have a, a, a first of all, you have a dude carrying around his head and then he's eating pussy with it. Come on, dude. Yeah. That, I mean, he puts a cat in a fridge yeah. and, and they, they bring it back to life twice. I, in this this movie like is uh, and also it takes place at uh, Miskatonic University, Miskatonic Medical right. Center, which right. is from H.P. Lovecraft's, you know, all of his all of his stuff. Yeah, everything that's fictional college that uh, that is in all this stuff, which is a New England college. Uh, of course, H.P. Lovecraft was from Rhode Island. Providence, which is actually written on it. You're talking about tombstones. It's written on his fucking tombstone. It says, I am Providence. Uh uh, and yeah, like I got to give props to Gordon with this too, because he was really introducing Lovecraft to the cinematic world, uh, in the sense that he did a lot of uh, adaptations of Lovecraft's work. Yeah, and, throughout his career. Yeah. Yeah, throughout his career, and really um, did it better than anyone else. There were other people who tried to do Lovecraft films, like you know, The Unnameable, and 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 some other ones. The Curse was an adaptation of The Color Out of Space, um, but he really really was phenomenal when it came to that and when it came to bringing Lovecraft uh, to film. Yeah. And also the nods, like, well, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it, but I just like the Miskatonic thing <clears throat> in Dagon, the main guy is like wearing a, a t-shirt of Miskatonic university, sure, yeah. like through the entire right. day. I mean, it's like, uh, those are cool things. I like those little mm -hmm. nods, but, yep. but we start at reanimator and that is what kind of like he stakes his claim or, mm -hmm makes his his name for that kind of film yes yes right he did yeah um and he did and he did many other lovecraft uh adaptations afterwards including in stuff it's, that wasn't feature films you know including in uh masters of horror did an episode of dreams in the witch house which is a lovecraft adaptation right um, but his very but, next movie is a lovecraft adaptation is it not that is correct and that is the one that you've had such a boner for Big boner, yep. Which is from beyond. Uh, from beyond. Great fucking movie. So good. It, it's so fucking good. Um, and that one I think is even more Lovecraftian than Reanimator, um, because he really gets into the whole parallel universe, right? In that one, whereas Reanimator is very much a, a zombie movie in a lot of ways. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it transcends that. It, it's uh -huh. an interesting. It's a take on the zombie movie. Yeah, it. it but that's a good way to describe it. But yeah, from beyond yeah. is 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 where you're dealing with the the other the, the pineal gland piercing the veil to the other side, like and all that. So right, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a very otherworldly. Whereas Reanimator has that, like in a sense, but it's not it's not as uh, otherworldly as from beyond is. No, no. Um, but yeah, Gordon did a lot of these things. He, and, you know, he also, you know, did uh, Dagon, as you mentioned, but that was years later, uh, which is an adaptation from a Lovecraft story about a small town uh, overrun by fish people. Well, let's whoa, whoa, let's not. No, I know. I wasn't, over, I wasn't uh, going. I wasn't oh. going in chronological order of Stuart oh, yeah. Gordon. I was just talking about his Lovecraftian influence and the stuff that he did that was based on Lovecraft stuff. Oh, okay. That, that, well, that, that's why. And then Dagon is based on the shadow over Innsmouth. Right. Uh, which is, you know, where where the, they set this whole story of Dagon. Yes, um, yes, absolutely. 
Uh, and then you hear a lot about you hear the Cthulhu Fontaine like over yeah. and over again. Um, no, it's, it's not further. It's Cthulhu Fatang. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Do you really not know who John Kerry is? <laughs> Did, like, really? Are you serious? Are we back on Jim Carrey now? No. Oh God! Like, I just—he's doing like, Biden on Saturday Night Live. Uh, all right. Anyway, um, Reanimator. Getting back to that, Reanimator had two sequels. Um, yeah, are you from? Sorry. What's that? Ride of Reanimator. Right. And Beyond Reanimator, which came I, many years later. I didn't see Beyond Reanimator. But you saw Bride, right? Yeah. Okay, yes. good. Good. Because, uh, yeah, Bride is directed by Brian Yusna. And Brian Yusna uh, did, uh, he was a producer on a lot of Stuart Gordon stuff. And mm-hmm. he also did many films on his own uh, that I really fucking love. Like he did Society. And he did. Society is so good. Oh, it's awesome. And he did Return of the Living Dead 3 which I also fucking love. Um, yeah, his, like, dude, Brighter, Bride of Reanimator is almost, actually not almost, it's more batshit crazy than the fucking original. That movie is insane. The fucking finale with all of these, like, stitched together mutant people. It's like this, alert. Yeah, but, you know, like, that's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah. it, it's, it has a, a crazy, a crazy ending, but, um, God, fucking I love that buttholes. Movie. And it's also Kathleen Kinmont, uh, a, a stream queen who I fell in love with with Halloween 4. Uh, she's the plays the bride. Um, and uh, you got to actually finally see her topless. I, like, I always want to see her topless in Halloween 4 because she's like slowly taking off her bra, but you don't actually get to see any nip. Uh, but you get to see it in Bride Reanimator. And, and you also get to see it in uh, Fraternity Vacation, which is a movie that also has Barbara Crampton. And they're both taking, they're both totally nude in the scene. It's fucking beautiful. Um, it is fantastic. But anyway, um, yeah, the Reanimator like went on to, to, to three films and uh, Brighter Reanimator, I think, is just as good as the first one. Uh, the, the next one, Beyond Reanimator, not quite as good as the first two, but still good. Uh, I still enjoy that, one. that movie. Uh, Yusna. Brian Yusna. Oh, same yeah. guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, still good stuff. I still cool. enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then, of course, like, like you're saying, after um, Reanimator, he went on to From Beyond, uh, which is absolutely fantastic psychedelic horror um cerebral otherworldly uh and it also stars uh ken foray who's very well known from the dawn of the dead series Mm. he's kind of a horror celebrity uh as well yeah and then like that movie just jumps right in like there's no uh explication we got to get out of the way it's just like hard dick right to the shaft balls (laughs) deep like the you know professors like open in the dimensional gate with his fucking sound things or vibrations and you can't get enough and those weird snakes appear out of fucking the sky and yeah i I feel like we should explain a little bit that yeah that's what it's about it's like this this professor is trying to uh and jeffrey combs by the way is his protege and jeffrey combs Mm. played herbert west reanimator uh so he's back again yes um in a different role but yeah they're trying it wasn't and it wasn't Stuart gordon he was like i'm kind of like a kevin smith in the way that he used a lot of the same people in his yeah. films like throughout, yeah i, yeah, I guess know. he yeah he did um particularly barbara crampton who he actually told her at one point she was his muse mm. uh he, he loved barbara and he put her in everything um 
but yeah, it, like in the movie, they're like you know they're trying to cre- they're trying to create a doorway to a parallel dimension, uh, and they succeed. But it also it's an evil dimension. It brings pleasure, but also horror. Uh, so it's very cool movie. I, I've it's always intoxicating and and yeah, you know, addictive and that guy. You know, the professor gets sucked in right at the beginning, so that's yeah. not spoiling anything. But the the creature work in that film and like the transformation, but of of the of the professor as he keeps coming back, uh, is amazing. Like that's so fucking cool. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. And Barbara, the Crampton, deaths are fucking badass too. Yeah, and Barbara Crampton. Uh, plays a a doctor in that who's uh looking into it uh but she gets sucked into the uh erotic world of it and ends up being a fucking leather mommy uh mm-hmm. dominatrix and everything uh, it's so fucking cool because that's what the professor was into and yeah uh, uh, yeah it's fucking crazy dude like jeffrey combs ends up having an eye uh, antenna sticking out of his head it's fucking awesome their, their pineal glands like it yeah. grows out like out right, of his head. Right. it's yeah it's fucking nuts. I, I like that one. That was awesome, great. Awesome movie. So yeah, from beyond rules. Um, shall we go on to like some of those really stuff? Does. Uh, yeah, it really let's does. Yeah, move forward. Um, yeah. Next we have dolls. Yeah. Which which you watched for the first time recently? Correct? I did watch that one for the first time recently, and I thought it, it 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 I liked it, but I also thought it was like, wait, this is kind of like a YA movie a little bit. I felt. Um, in a way, I mean, there's some grotesqueness in it, but no, it's definitely lighter than From Beyond and Reanimator, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and you don't have a big transformation type body horror thing till the end, really. Yeah, um, but I mean, that doesn't. I'm not saying that takes away from the movie. I liked it. The dolls are creepy. Like that's something that I guess people are scared of dolls. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like my mom had like a really this really shouts out mom. She has this really old doll like in her guest room where I stayed when I stayed with her. And I guess like uh, it's 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 super old, like it was her mom. So I guess it's one of, it, it qualifies as a creepy doll because like my niece was afraid of it. And I guess a bunch of other people are afraid of it. But I like slept with it and cuddled it. And like yeah, I tried yeah. I tried I tried to invoke the spirits into it uh, and I couldn't get it to happen. But these dolls uh, in the movie are like that. Uh, yeah, they they yeah. are moving like they're they are the the quintessential creepy doll they are yeah like Um, happening and i I, like and yeah that that is definitely a thing where people like something that's inanimate but is also anthropomorphic like people that's that's kind of a phobia for some people um so i get that Uh, but yeah i'm like you i'm not really scared of dolls um but or dummies like fucking uh, ventriloquist dummies i don't have a fear of that either like i have one right but but a lot of but a lot of people do, and I and I get it, you know. Uh, but anyway, uh, I don't get it. Well, that's like just because I'm not afraid of something doesn't mean I can't understand why. Like the whole the whole thing of being like freaked I don't out. Understand. But the whole thing of being freaked out by something that looks human but isn't human, like I totally yeah. understand that. Um, anyway, uh, that yeah, that movie um, to me it's creepier than the other. Um, uh, scary doll movies like i think i think child's play is is very holds up very well next to it but um demonic toys and a lot of these other ones you know they, they're the puppet master they're more silly whereas dolls i think has a, a more sinister creep factor to it dolls is creepier i think because the, they don't really talk i mean i think that uh, the punch doll like says something at one point but it's just like few and far between and it's it's creep creepy little 
words. It's not like Chucky who's like telling you all about. Well, Chucky is possessed by a serial killer, right. whereas the dolls are more uh, instruments of these witches. Um, so it's a different scenario. But I will say this about dolls: uh, that, like, the, to me, this the thing that really creeps me out the most is the poster. Uh, the poster is uh, the doll taking its own eye out, and half of its face is skeletal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that poster from when I was a kid, when the movie came out, and that poster creeped me out so much. I had no idea what the movie was. I'd never seen the movie. Uh, it wasn't until I was much older that I finally got to see a, ch- a chance to see the film. But that poster is fucking iconic in my mind. That is a one of the great horror posters, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's also kind of like a... a- paperbacks from hell type situation because that does never happens in the movie um the well, it no does. no it, the, the woman like the chick right. like takes her eyes out exactly. she has a doll face that they put on her but right. you still see her human face underneath it and that is like an actual doll on the cover like pulling yes, its eyes it out is. it is so so it, but while it, it kind of is like i'm not saying it's a full-on thing like, but yes, it's an amalgamation dolls. it's a, it, like it kind of like composes all all these elements of the movie into one image and i think that's kind of cool it is cool i'm not saying it's not cool but the scene never happens no it doesn't it doesn't but i don't think you need to have the scene happen for the poster to be cool like look at the look at the goonies poster where like it's uh josh brolin hanging on to the the fucking um you know stalag stalactite and and uh like all the other kids are hanging on to his leg that doesn't happen in the movie but it it's symbolic of, of the nature of the film. I don't uh, like the Goonies very much. Yeah. And the poster is fucking great. I think it's Drew Susan who did the poster. No, great. I said I don't like the Goonies. Oh, you don't? Well, you're a fucking cunt because that's a great movie. Whoa, dude. You're I a hope cunt. You, I hope you mean that in the British sense. Like, you couldn't. I do. I do. <clears throat> you, you fucking bloody cunt. You know not. Uh, of the, you know not of the Goonies. Yeah. Hey, buddy, you do not know anything about the Goonies. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, so. Yeah. So anyway, Dolls, solid film, not a Lovecraft adaptation. No, uh, but it is a great film. I'm not trying to. Uh, great it. movie. I anyway, I really, I really enjoyed it. But it, it had that uh, a childlike sense to it because it does have a child as like the main character, one of the main characters. Sure. Um, that dude Ralph. Mm-hmm. That's like the that's the only one that believes her. He's yeah. also kind of like half a, a man, momo a or something. Like, yeah, right. I'm like, what the it's hell is going on with this guy? Uh, so it's got that kind of feel to it. It does, bit. but no, like they bash heads in and like rip eyes out. Yes, all of that happens. And, and yeah, that scene and, with the like that you're talking about with the the woman pulling her eyes out and everything. Like when she tilts her head and her eyeballs fall out of her fucking skull. Like mm-hmm. there's some there's some in, like gruesome shit in there, uh, for sure. It is, um, gruesome, yeah. But it and definitely. A, sorry. That's okay. It, it, I was just gonna say it definitely plays upon people it preys upon people that are scared of dolls so if you're not scared of dolls it loses a little bit of its scare factor yeah but cool ass body transformation thing at the end uh that happens for sure like that that is reminiscent of uh a from beyond type yeah you know? sure if you're into that you're like oh okay here we go that's that so yeah very yeah. cool anyway 
Yeah, great film, great film, and and that also it plays into this whole phenomenon in the '80s, which could be a whole other show that we could do, of the the little monster. Uh, this was a, a phenomenon in the '80s where we had gremlins, ghoulies, dolls, uh, ch- child's play, like all of these small little monsters. You know, uh, even movies that weren't full on horror, like little monsters you know uh, i love which, that movie yeah which actually doesn't have little monsters in it. it's just howie mandel and fritz savage um but uh but no there there were these the, there was this whole thing where like they had hobgoblins and munchies and like all of these other Bunchies. films jesus munchies. christ munchies they were the horny gremlins that's yeah, the that's uh who did that's uh who made that fucking what's his name Oh, I don't know who made that fucking uh, fuck. God, people are screaming at their fucking radio right now. Their radio. Oh yeah, all five people that remember. Old man, those clouds. Yeah, all five people that remember Munchies are really getting mad right now. Uh, but yeah, no, Munchies was like the horny gremlins. The horny gremlins. Yeah, it yeah. was like sexting, but for no, gremlins. No, it, no, it was just horny gremlins who like text. The fucking poster of the of Munchies, the first Munchies. He's looking up a skirt, one. right? Yeah, he's looking up a skirt. That's right. Thank you for stealing my thunder and, you know, like, taking away what I was going to you know, say. You really fucking got to get over that shit. Well, 1987 you know. film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Corman. Uh, Harvey Corman. Stratton. Who did this? Keep talking. Roger Corman did this. That's who it is. Yeah, yeah. this is a Corman film. Well, produced by, right? I don't think it's directed by. Oh, yeah. It's directed by Tina Hirsch, produced yeah. by Roger Corman. Yeah. That's yeah. why, like, I was starting to think, like, that I had it tied to him in some way. Because yeah. uh, I think I watched what? a documentary about him. Yeah, once again, you don't know what you're fucking talking about. I do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I put it all together, my friend. Put it all together. So, uh, Sorry, anyway, I, you want to take the whole thing? Do you want to take it again where you can say that you, you know that the munchie looks up the dress? I did know that. I didn't no, have to do you look it take, up. Let's I take didn't have it to look it up. I knew that. You I were didn't look it up. up. I, I said that before I was looking it up. All right, fine. Um, anyway. Move on. Move the fuck on. You knew, you knew what Munchies was, and I'll give you that. That's 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 special. Uh, you, you earn points in my book for knowing special. Munchies. For knowing Munchies. Um, I wish I had some Munchies right now. Fourth meal, am I right? Taco Bell, Jack in the Box, sponsor us. What, what are you having for dinner? I don't know. You don't know. No, maybe uh, Katie said, my wife, Katie said she's, oh, dude, I watched the Borat movie, by the way, for the first time the other yeah. night. The oh, new one? Yeah. I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, it's so funny. Those movies, like for some reason, those like Jackass, if you watch, hey, put a Jackass on in front of me. If you wanted to incapacitate me in some way, like if we were going to fight, just put on one of those movies. I can't stop laughing. Yeah. People falling down and people being uncomfortable. I just. It's just very funny to me. Uh, but well, anyway, I, I like Borat much better than I like uh, Jackass personally, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, my wife is either going to make tacos or she's going to order um, Mexican food from the local Mexican restaurant in our neighborhood. So either way, both, it's, it's both good. Of, both, of, both of those things are good. Absolutely. Yeah. All of the, I have all things that are good. Nice, baby. Yeah. So I'm just drinking Lone Stars right now, talking to you, and it'll be a surprise. Nice. 
or I'll just go out there. She'll be passed out sleeping. I'll I'll eat a, a bologna uh, sandwich, which is uh, where I use bologna for the pieces of bread and bologna for the middle. <laughs> so you just be eating bologna out I'll of eat some bologna. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I eat cold cuts out of the package all the time. They're fine. I know. You don't need to tell me. I fucking love cold cuts. I know. Um, I feel like uh, I we, live off of them. We would eat some cold cuts together. We'd be in line for the boar's head. I seriously live off of cold cuts. I eat them all the time. Um, there's never not cold cuts in my fridge, uh, and I don't usually bother making a sandwich. I'll just like pull just, the cold cuts out, pull the bread out, and just put some cheese it. on it, and just, yeah, just go to the town. I'll just stand there and eat it at the fucking counter. Yeah. I always eat all of my meals uh, at the counter or over the sink. Yeah. Um, I don't bother to sit down because I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I do eat cold cut, but I also eat a lot of hard-boiled eggs. Uh, I'll make like a dozen a week or whatever, and just at the beginning of the week and eat them yeah. as well. Do you do that? I don't like eggs. Oh, that's right. But what about when you have to eat a pound of protein when you're when you <laughs> get when you're when your when your ankle gets I mean your your shoulder gets better and you get yes. to. And I'm back to my my squats. Yeah, yeah. You gotta like rocky it, you know, and drink the the eggs and shit. Well, what I would get is I would get egg whites because they're the the source of the protein. So I would get liquid egg whites and I would drink it. What's wrong with the yolk, baby? Well, the egg whites is where the protein is. So you can actually buy egg whites, and it's like a liquid. Oh, you can, can you? Oh, well, what am I fucking retarded or something? I mean, well, no you offense. fucking ass, motherfucker! You fucking you know, cocksucker! You hey, asked me questions look. and I fucking try to answer you, and you you get all fucking pissed off about it. Yeah, I'm you know, saying... for those who don't know, for those who okay. don't fucking know, you I'm can sorry. get you get a jar of liquid egg whites, and it's actually safe to drink it. You don't have to worry about salmonella. So yeah, I would just drink the fucking thing. I wouldn't even yeah. make eggs with it. I would just drink it. But you know the yolk is where the soul is, dude. You eat the soul of the of the bird. Of the, of the chicken abortion. Yeah. yeah. The soul <laughs> lies within the yolk, and that gives you <laughs> incremental power, as if you are in a role playing game, yeah. like a, on a Nintendo or something. And I do, I do apologize. I didn't mean to call you a cocksucker because the only real cocksucker we're talking about tonight is Weth Southard. Uh, <laughs> he is a cocksucker. He he has had more pricks in him than a fucking cactus. That fucking <laughs> Boom! Boom! Uh, I mean, I think you mean a Splatterpunk award-winning author with Slee Slithered. Uh So, <laughs> please check. Please. With I Slee think that's it. Yeah. So, check he wrote him. a book recently came out called Not Too Nice Spring. Uh, I think it's the name of it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, it's called Cruel Summer. You should buy it. It's called Aquafina, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, pissy, pissy Ocean, I think it's called. So anyway, moving on. Uh, let's get to let's get to the kids movie. That uh, this is the big thing. Yeah, this is this is the good thing that Stu. The, the, well, not the good thing, but this is the big thing that Stu did. He did a little movie uh, called Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. And this, you know what's funny about this? What uh, is funny? It's, it's just weird how, like, the world comes together sometimes. Um, like, I knew tonight we were doing our Stuart Gordon uh, special. Um, and I was at my physical therapist today. And mm-hmm. 
she's super mainstream. She's not really a movie person. She likes watching Netflix shows and stuff. She's very mainstream. Nothing against her. She's a great physical therapist. Anyway. Or what? She's all right. You know. All right. Um, she doesn't listen to the show, so I can say that she's she's all right. You Shouts know. out, physical therapist. Her name's Kristen. You know. She probably uh, Googled you as soon as you left the office, and then that uh, automatically brought up my name, and then she. Of course. I mean, I'm, I'm, as we've established, I am a beautiful man, and so of course she Googled me. Uh, but anyway, she was um, she was talking about like. You know, because like we, you know, we, you make conversation, you know, when you're doing these things. You got to. You got to. Otherwise, it's even more awkward to have a strange woman twisting your arm and making you cry, uncle. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, you know, she knows I like, you know, older movies and stuff. She was talking about her kids and how, like, she was watching Disney Plus and how she, and like today, this was today, mm-hmm. all right? She's like, yeah, I watched a, an old movie with the kids. And I was like, oh, what'd you watch? She's like, oh, honey, I shrunk the kids. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, and like, she, she'd never seen it before? No, she had, but her kids hadn't. She was saying, like, she revisited She watched it with her kids. And, like, she was like, yeah, I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid. Uh, but I, I watched it with my kids. And I was like, yeah, I didn't mention the show or anything to her. Because, like, I, I like to keep things separate keep it um, close to the belt right the best. yeah I, I don't know I, I i'm weird like that i don't <clears throat> people in my everyday life to know about me um but whereas uh, i i'm such a whore i'm just like yes look, grade me grade me i'm good 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 and oh so smart like you know that's what i do that's my job you know me man like i i, I know I, you i try to stay hidden um but uh you're a man of many you're a mysterious you're very but mysterious. In my, i am i am i like the shadow uh but Shadow knows. It's <laughs> the shadow knows. But yeah, so it was just kind of funny. I was just like, man, of all movies for her to bring up, she brings this up. Um, and uh, so anyway, yeah, honey, I shrunk the kids. Um, I just thought that was kind of a a funny thing, a little side story that may not have been that, interesting right. at all. No, it was interesting, but that that was a huge. Uh, in the to juxtapose it like back to when it came out, it was a huge, huge fucking movie. That's uh, I mean, this is Disney. Uh, this is big. Like yeah. this is a huge uh, thing where there were uh, the first time they used certain things in filmmaking. Like the they fucking I, I don't know. I I watched a as a kid, I remember watching a billion behind the scenes things on mm-hmm. Honey I Shrunk mm-hmm. the Kids. Yeah, I wanted like when they dropped like the fucking uh oreo cream pie or whatever or not oreo but oatmeal cream pie like i wanted to eat all that cream yeah uh it said it looks so good <laughs> i just I, was like man there's a dick joke there that i'm not gonna go after what, you want the, to eat a bunch of cream uh, uh but uh, the premise is just if people don't know a dad who is an inventor played by the great rick moranis who was recently punched in the face for no reason he was, uh, <laughs> he was you're right i saw that <laughs> I saw that too. Some homeless guy had punched him in the face it. in New York didn't City. Deserve yeah. that. Didn't deserve it. No, he didn't. Uh, and you know what's like real quick, quick side thing? The, like what made me sad about that story most of all is that uh, Rick Roman, Rick Roman, Rick Mick Roman, Moranis. Moran- Mick, oh, I said Mick Romanis too. Yeah, so like you fucked it up too. Rick Moranis uh, is agoraphobic, uh, so he doesn't 
he doesn't go outside very much. Uh, and, and here he goes outside and gets punched. It, in yeah, the, he goes outside. Oh, man. Way to reinforce the, the behavior. Yeah, dude. like the guy the guy stays at home uh, almost as much as me. That's a lot. Or maybe even more than me. He stays at home a lot. He he, he started doing that. Be, uh, like he, he disappeared from film because his wife was sick. And so he, he stopped doing movies to take care of his wife. And his wife passed away. And then he stayed at home to take care of his kids. And he became so accustomed to staying at home that he doesn't go out much. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, the poor, the poor motherfucker goes out and, uh, and he gets punched in his, in his face for no reason by a crazy transigent. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's funny in a way. <laughs> it will, I mean, it, it, there's, transient, there, it is funny. Not, not, Anybody, not transigent, transient. He, transient. So. Yeah. He didn't get, uh, hurt seriously but it, it was fun but that happened recently but rick marina stars and he creates uh he's a tinkerer of an inventor if you will and creates a some kind of a device that is a shrink ray and the kids i think accidentally shrink themselves uh by using it or i can't remember what happens but they get shrunk and they're, and they're at the front of the lawn and they have to get back to the house but when you're like that small it's really like a big thing and there's ants that are huge there's the cream pie, like I talked about, that I want to eat. Love yeah, eating cream pie. And yeah, this was absolutely this was a huge success. This was uh, Stuart Gordon's big box office success of his career, um, and uh, like it was so big. I remember going to Disney around the time that that movie came out, and Disney World because you know I grew up in Florida. Um, and anyway, we we what? I was gonna say, I went to the thing too in Disney. You know the, what I think I'm talking about? That, yeah, the the Honey I Shrunk the Kids whole fucking setup. Yeah, it's not a ride. It's more of like it's an it was exhibit, exhibit or something. where they showed you special effects and you got to participate. And I actually got to participate in the thing. You were. Um, Did well, you eat the cream? Like, again, I'm beautiful, and so they picked me. You it's know, because true. So I was so easy on the eyes. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. uh but yeah, like that's how big it was. It had its own exhibit at Disney. So yeah, it was a big fucking deal. And it's and it was a funny movie. And it, like you said, it had a lot of innovative special effects. Uh, and so yeah, that was uh, his big claim to fame in a sense. But he's not remembered for that. He's remembered by horror fans. Yeah. Because it's so many excellent horror films. And funny enough, he makes this big successful movie. And rather than continue with it, he's like, you know what? I'm going to go back to fucking sleazy horror and make castle freak, you know? <laughs> well, did, uh, but the castle freak came out, but he also made, he made honey. I later. blew up the kid before that too. No, he did. He did. He can, he made other ones. I was just saying yeah. like, like eventually, like not shortly, uh, like after that, like he, he yeah, did he the honey I shrunk the kids thing and he, and he went back to, uh, make an extreme, horror movies well uh, yeah well good for him that's like kind of like yeah, a, totally. a scorsese thing where you're like one for you one for me like you know like you said or whatever yeah yeah you know yeah. or but he's not doing it that way he's doing it his way he totally did it his way you think i mean he definitely had extreme, to have, he had to have made so much money on those yeah movies. it's like, like sam raimi like a raimi move where all the spider-man movies the spy uh spider-man i mean he made like a. They they dumped money in his front yard out of trucks for seventeen days in a row for yeah, those. Absolutely, movies. yeah. Uh, and and he made um you know Evil Dead, and that but then he also I mean like Drag Me to Hell is 
awesome. And that's also a studio like big budget picture, I think, that he did. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of the same thing. It's kind of like almost the same thing. He's got all his money yeah. and then go back well, to doing what you like. Yeah, it's it's kind of the same thing. Uh, Sam Raimi did it in in a modern era, so he uh, definitely has more of like the big money. Uh, Stuart Gordon, when he went back to doing horror, it was definitely on a much smaller scale. Didn't come out yeah. in the theaters, particularly with something like Castle Freak, uh, yeah. which was so extreme, uh, particularly for its time. It was an NC-17 film. Um, uh, do we want to get right into that one? Or sure. do we want to like like you're kind of like doing a chronological thing? No, I'm just looking at my notes just to make sure yeah. that I don't miss anything. I mean, if we want to, I do want to say like uh, if we're talking about the Honey I Shrunk the Kids movies, he did. Yeah. There was like a series. It was 1998 that they did, and he directed one. He directed the Halloween episode of that yes. of that series okay. in '98, which I wasn't even aware of till I started doing this shit Me because either. I was. Yeah. Older, older. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was like, I wasn't watching uh, Honey, but but I yeah, probably, I, I, I yeah, probably I was, was watching uh, um, uh, Say by the Bell, the college years in my dorm room at that point, uh, still, but not. Why not, dude? Why not? <laughs> well, weed makes anything entertaining. I I suppose. Uh, you know nothing. Don't. I I never have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he did a Body Snatchers remake. I, that's bef- that was a little bit before Castle Freak, but yeah. but it's not as good as the the seventies one. I don't I mean it's no it's yeah, no. So I definitely agree with that. The nineteen seventies Body Snatchers is a fucking masterpiece. It's so good. The Stuart Gordon one's kind of forgettable, unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, um. But yeah, then then it brings us Castle Freak. Castle Freak, thank you. Uh, Castle Freak was 1990, 1991, something like that. 95. 95, it was that later? Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, Yeah, so uh, anyway, Castle Freak is phenomenal. Um, And this was a very controversial film to come out the time. I remember reading about it for Fangoria uh, and being really excited about it. Uh, one for one thing, it was because it was Stuart Gordon, and for another thing, because it was so extreme that they were releasing an R-rated version to come out at Pussy Video Store Blockbuster. Which Pussy Video Store Blockbuster. But, yes, it was because like they didn't have any of the extreme stuff, like anything like Bad Lieutenant and and Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Portrait of a Serial Killer. If they had those movies, they were cut versions of it. Um, right. You know, and so. I remember when I worked at Blockbuster, if I wanted to see something cool, like I remember Crash came out, the David Cronenberg film based on the J.G. Ballard novel about people who get sexually aroused by getting fucking car crashes. Uh Uh, I wanted to see the uncut version, so I didn't get it where I fucking worked. I went across the street to Movie Gallery and got that one because they had the NC-17 versions Um, Mm. because Blockbuster is a bunch of fucking pussies. Didn't you work at the video store, though? I worked at Blockbuster. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you worked at a blockbuster. Yeah, I worked at a fucking blockbuster. So I like blockbuster didn't have the NC seventeen versions, the the uncut versions. So I would go to movie gallery and rent those whenever a movie like Crash or Bad Lieutenant or movies like that came out. Yeah. Uh, and and Castle Freak was just such a movie. In fact, it didn't uh, it didn't even come out in blockbusters as far as I remember, um, because this movie actually has a scene like. The the castle freak is a guy who's been chained up in this castle all these years. He and like 
he's completely insane because he's been chained up in a castle all these years. Mm. And he uh, and it takes place in modern day, but he's been chained up in the in these walls. Uh, he's had his genitals and testicles ripped off. Uh, mm. And so that's one thing is you actually get to see him with no genitals. So that's crazy enough. But there's a scene with a prostitute where he like chews off her fucking nipples and stuff. It's yeah. a it's a brutal, extreme horror film. Uh, and all of that is not going to be in a censored version, of course. Uh, so this was a controversial film when it came out because it was like a fucking Cannibal Corpse album album cover brought to life, you know. And and Full Moon Entertainment put this out, yes, um, as well. Which you know that they put out like what the Puppet Master stuff and well, they put out Reanimator as well and Reanimator, yeah, yeah. So this is like they, it's kind of like a return to, right. like we said, like that kind of stuff, and and, and they. They he went like we said, shaft all the way in. There's no uh, yes, no tip. It was the tip was yeah. cut off, Full and just, is, just a shaft was put into it. Full Moon at the time was known as uh, Vestron, I believe. Um, but uh, they uh, yeah, they they put out a lot of horror stuff, including Reanimator, they also did um, Taurus Trap and Doll Man and and Ghoulies, which I love. Uh, yeah, they gave us a lot of great stuff, demonic toys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was kind of like Stuart Gordon's initial stomping ground. And here he goes and makes this big Disney production that becomes a fucking, uh, theme park attraction. Yeah. I mean, it's iconic. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I'm going to go back to full moon and make movies about derelict monsters who are eating nipples, uh, and have no genitals. Why not though? That's a a baller move. Yeah, and again, oh. Castle Freak stars Jeffrey Combs uh, and uh, Barbara Crampton once again. There you go. And, and I love Castle Freak. That's one of my favorite Gordon films. I love it because it's so brutal and extreme and so uh, boundary pushing. Right. For '95, for to have a, in 1995, think... he made this fucking movie, and it's a it's a guy with with his dick cut off chewing off a hooker's tits. That's right. that's insane, dude. Well, you, I mean. It... Do you think it was like kind of like, um, you know, the rubber band stretches so far to like the crispy white, the, you know, Disney side, and then it just snaps back in an extreme way to nipple chewing, yeah. like kind of possibly, thing? Like, possibly, yeah. Maybe he's kind, just kind like, of like so sick of fucking cream pie eating small kids. <laughs> I'm going to make a, a nipple po- chew. Possibly. Kind of like you, where like you were forced into these Jesus camps, and now look at you now. You're covered in pentagram tattoos, and and you got a pentagram behind you, and like you know, like Say like that. Jesus camps, like I was like in the death camps or something, which is funny. I like that. What's uh, the difference? Yeah, yeah you, exactly. you were forced into these Hallelujah camps, and now you're like the polar opposite of it. Kind of yes, so like that. Totally like, dude, you, you have a, I can see you right now. You have a pentagram tattoo and a pentagram, a huge is, pentagram behind you. I this mean, is an abortogram that, tattoo. I mean, it's, if, like, how is like it anything other than the exact opposite, like the polar opposite of a hallelujah camp? You're literally covered in Satan right now. Uh, I like to think of it as covered in the love of Satan, but no, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. It, I, I was, I mean, like he, it is like that. Probably like he did his, you know, he that was where he cut his teeth and then he got so far away from it. I think he just like 
snapped back in in a right. way that like right. hey hey i've got the backing and i have a name and it doesn't matter i'll do whatever i want because i'll get an nc17 rating and then you'll figure it out after that yeah. <clears throat> um but yeah you're right so kind of uh like uh Stuart gordon and i are pretty much the same so it's like uh, i'm a genius uh filmmaker um wrong with that there we go I did make a comment at the event that I was at uh, when somebody asked uh, what the um, symbol meant that was tattooed on my chest. I said it was an abortogram. Just so you know, there's no mistaking that I'm killing babies and worshiping <laughs> Satan. And, 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 and then, and then I think and then when I say things like that, I'm like, I don't know if everyone is on the same level as me sometimes. And maybe that's going to be taken differently. So... <laughs> But anyway, after that, uh, after Castle Freak, I, I he did some things in between there, but I he wanted did. to bring up Dagon again because that well, comes in 2001. Well, that's what do you want to bring up something before that? Okay. Yeah, that's super leaping ahead. Um, yeah. I don't think we should skip over The Dentist with, with okay, Corbin Burson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I didn't watch The Dentist series, so maybe okay. that's why I skipped yeah. over it. But I, I do know it was on there, yeah. Yeah, I mean this. This is kind of this, like you know, this is the '90s where they started to do this doctor horror stuff. I think it started with Doctor Giggles, which is a really fun, like so bad it's good movie. Doctor yeah. Giggles, I highly recommend it to everybody. Uh, with Larry Drake is plays Doctor Giggles, who's also known from Night of the Scarecrow and uh, the Dark Man movies. He was the villain in Dark Man. Uh, and he was also in um, the first season of Tales of the Crypt. He plays the psychotic Santa Claus, uh, which is a, a, a fucking awesome episode uh, yeah. directed by uh, Robert Zemeckis, actually. And, and like, you know what? This is uh, like this is how brilliant I am. I'm not even looking this up. Like, I just know this from memory. Either I'm brilliant or I'm like an idiot savant when it comes to horror. Uh, I, I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna yeah yeah. Well, column A, column B, maybe. Yeah, mostly idiot. Uh, I think that we lean on that mostly. But yeah, he did. Uh, he did a movie called The Dentist, which is kind of, uh, you know, the dentist version of Doctor Giggles, where Carvin Burson plays a, uh, a a dentist who goes crazy. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I think like his wife cheats on him or something, and he and he goes nuts because of that. But it it, it doesn't play out as much like Doctor Giggles. It plays more like um. As far as I remember, it's kind of similar to like the stepfather series where you have this dad who's going crazy uh, and killing people. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you know, anyway, it's it's a fun it's not the most memorable Gordon film, but it's a fun film. I remember enjoying it. Sequels, not as quite as good. Um, pardon me. Uh, but, yeah, that was kind of like one of those movies you would see on HBO or Cinemax uh, because it was so cheap. So he did that, and I think around the same time he did Space Truckers, uh, which is also forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> he did a lot of things that were kind of forgettable before he got to, to Dagon. So go ahead and, and jump on uh, Dagon. Well, I mean, Dagon is even probably, uh, it could be considered forgettable to an extent to some people. Sure. It is I mean, definitely. It, it was like a direct to direct to video movie. It's a direct to video. It's like a made in Spain, uh, like. Yeah. Like it, it's it's not a it was originally released in Spain. Yeah. Um it and it's all like uh Spanish actors and crew and all all that kind of stuff. So it's almost like uh I don't know, like he had to leave the country to make another yeah, movie yeah, it or was, something. Yeah. Well, this is again like how like like a, a how how the mighty have fallen type of thing where it's like how did he go from doing um 
you know, this Disney movie to doing this fucking direct-to-video movie made in Spain. Um, but Dagon has a lot of uh, a lot of good qualities to it, but it's not the greatest film, and it definitely suffers from horrible CGI, which was bad. Horrible CGI. Horrible. It was bad even when it came out. Uh, oh. You know, like the CGI, but uh, now it's painful. Painful. There are video games with which with better effects than this fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, it really. Um, and I, I gave it the. Be- I was like, okay, this is two thousand two thousand one. This is uh, twenty years ago, basically. Um, CGI has come a long way. Like technology moves so fast. So I was trying to suspend my disbelief in that way, and just like, okay, let me just I, do this. Yeah, yeah, but. You know, I thought I thought some of the one some of the the CGI effects that they throw in there are unnecessary to have even thrown. It in. is yeah. like, you know, there's a point where, like, he's having those dreams about the princess and, you know, these all of a sudden these the gills awful CGI yeah, tentacles yeah. come yeah. out of our mouth for no yep, reason yep. as a jump scare. And it looks so fake that it's, it's just like, terrible. oh, God. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, I, 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 not, not to interrupt, but no. just to jump in on that. I saw this movie when it came out. I, uh-huh. I, I rented it when it came out because I loved Gordon and I loved Lovecraft. Uh, and even then, even 20 years ago, these effects looked bad. But now they look now it's almost impossible to look at it. You, you feel like you're fucking playing Mario Kart when you look at it. They're, they're so bad. They're they're really bad, and and the day the the Dagon I was uh very disappointed with. I, I yeah. wish they would have done that more like a practical effect situation at the end, and and the the whole like the last reveal of the guy that was like the Cthulhu type like that had the tentacles like it, it was it was cool, but I was like man, I wanted more of that yeah in the movie. Absolutely. You know they they really tease a lot of like if you read the the story uh that this is based on yeah, you know the people. Shadow over in Smith. Yeah. Shadow over in Smith. The people in the the city, like they're devolving into these like kind of sea creatures, uh, and and they do a good job of showing that in the film, I think. But they cover it up too too much. Like they only show you little bits of like tentacles coming out sometimes, and you know they're limping and stuff. But I wanted more of that, especially from a Stuart sure. Gordon movie. I wanted more yeah. tentacles. I wanted some. It you know it was good, but I wanted. Yeah. more. That's all. No, it's it's not his best effort. That's definitely true. It's not his best effort, uh, but it's uh, it's not horrible either. I th- I, I appreciate the fact that he even went after it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's, uh, it's not horrible. It is. It's it's worth watching, for sure. Uh, the plot that some of the story seems to be a little bit disjointed, which I like. I that's part of like I tweeted this morning. Yeah, it's like, uh, wait, why? Like, I, I don't I, I don't necessarily the, the connection between this princess and, and he are like the, the explanation is very, very vague, it especially is. at the beginning. And then they try to bring it home at the end with like how they do it. And I'm still like, OK, I don't know. But it, it's just uh, um, it, it's good. It's worth watching, I will say. Yeah. Uh, but he did do uh, stuff that he did a lot of stuff that like people forget. Like when they think about Stuart Gordon, uh, like he did Robot Jocks. Yeah, that uh, was we, we skipped over that. We did that skip a, over that. That was kind of a bigger movie, like a yeah, big budget yeah. movie. He did that one, and that was before Honey, I Blew Up the Kids or, or whatever. Um, then he did Fortress. 
Uh, he did a movie called the the Pit and the Pendulum. So he tackled um, uh, uh, Edgar Allan Poe as well, right. and that had right. Lance Lance Hendrickson in it, and uh, that was that was pretty pretty boss. Um, but anyway, uh, like we're not going over every single um, Gordon movie. I wanted to bring up Edmund because I think Edmund is a very interesting film. Did you happen to see that one yet? Mm-mm. Well, it's based on the David Mamet play, and David Mamet is uh, a, a very prolific playwright, very uh, well-known one. He yeah. uh, he wrote uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, I know who David Mamet is. But do you know Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, too? Do you know that? Because you uh, should see that if you haven't. I haven't seen it, but I'm aware of a lot of jokes that are made about it. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross is, is an exceptional uh, play really well written and became a great movie uh with some really uh a great cast i mean you've got uh jack lemon and al pacino and ed harris and uh like just just so many uh great actors in it alan uh but uh, anyway um going back to Stuart gordon he did this movie called edmund which is a really like it's a forgotten film like even among um Stuart gordon fans like they forget that he did this it's got uh uh, William H. Macy and Julia Stiles in it. And um, it's just about this guy who's just like slowly, like mentally deteriorating. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, just like, it's about this like night in his life where he just lets go of everything and uh, kills a guy and like kills a woman. And like, it's, it's, wow. yeah, it's, it's intense. And uh, it's really well done uh, by, uh, by Gordon, I must say. Uh, but anyway, I'll have that's to called, check that one out. Yeah, it's called Edmund. It's from 2005, uh, and it's it's bizarre. It's it's a very different film for Gordon to make, uh, and even for Mamet, it 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 feels kind of weird. Um, you know, it's not as as uh, dialogue powerful as Glengarry Glen Ross, but it definitely has these great. Um, scenes like the the scene with Macy and Julia Stiles, particularly where he's in her apartment and she's becoming more and more afraid of him, is so fucking intense. It's so good. Hmm. Uh, so, anyway, that's just my two cents on it. No, that's a good. I'll have to check that one out. I also do want to. I didn't get to check out King of the Ants, which I wanted to to watch as well. That was recommended to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I didn't get to check that out, but I want to watch that. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one too, and I believe it's on Amazon Prime right it is. now. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. That's like his crime film. Um, and I must say, King of the Ants. You talk, like I was talking recently about uh, earlier about dolls. Um, King of the Ants has one of these really disturbing covers. It's like a, it's like a guy with no face, and there's a bunch mm-hmm. of ants crawling all over him. That's like a really disturbing image yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, but the movie is not horror. It's uh, more of a crime film, more of it's like a, a hitman film. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I do want to watch that one, too, uh, for sure. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, but yeah, he passed away this year, 2020, which has been a bitch of a year. Uh, so, yeah, I guess him. it's a good year to pass away. Why not? Fuck it. We lost him. We bought, lost Billy Joe Shaver. Uh, we lost a lot of good people. Uh, but shit, we lost... What a quarter of a million Americans during this COVID year? Yep, more than that, but you know. Yeah. So, anyway, 
So now we'll play the traditional uh, national anthem that we play at the end of every episode. Yes, yes. we will. Deliver us from freedom. If you, so, I I don't know if we. I mean, if we want to bring this home, if you if you I, if you don't if you're not familiar with Stuart Gordon stuff, I would say uh, you know start with Reanimator. Absolutely, That's a great yeah. place to start. Yeah, because then you know what you're getting into. Yeah, you know. But I no... I think I think I think like if people have not seen anything else, I think people of a certain age have at least seen How I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I see. I don't even ca- kind of count. Th- it's like I a. It's, it's like an asterisk, that... like next to it. Yeah. For yeah. Some to me, it doesn't but... even like because that was his one thing, man. That was his one foray into like the mainstream and kids movies, and then everything else he made was this dark horror or or nipple biting uh, fucking nipple creature. biting. Yeah. Uh, like William H Macy as a racist killer. Like like it was all this like other like stuff that was really dark. Uh, and and like even even you know like I was saying earlier, he did the Master of Horror series, right, the Macare series, and he, even with that, you know, like you know, he so did he, love, he did a Lovecraft adaptation in that as well. He did, he did uh, Dreams in the Witch House, but uh, he yeah he's more known for his horror stuff. Even though he made this huge blockbuster Rick Moranis kids film, he's still remembered for his horror stuff. And yeah. God bless him for that. Yeah, you know? uh, he stuck to his roots. Uh, maybe there was another reason for that. Maybe he fuck, 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 fucked Joe's wife or something, and that's why he got banished. Who knows? Uh, but he, for whatever reason, he he was like, you know what? I did this this kids movie. Now I'm gonna do uh, a movie about a guy cannibalizing a hooker. And God bless him for that because Castle Freak fucking rules. It's way better than Honey I Shrunk the Kids, in my personal opinion. Oh, I would say every movie we rattled off, uh, other than Honey I Shrunk the Kids, is better than Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Absolutely, but, absolutely. But, but I mean, it's it's like it's com- it's like comparing, uh, you know, cool things to like pieces of shit, like you like know. <laughs> like steak to hamburger, like I was saying earlier, with Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. But I don't think Iron Maiden is shit. I don't think they're uh, bad. Yeah, they're not bad. I like li- Iron Maiden's great. Iron Maiden's great. Bruce Dickinson and absolutely all not. that shit. Come on, no, abs- dude. No, that's what I'm saying. Absolutely not. Iron Maiden fucking rules, but compared to Judas Priest, they're nothing. Judas Priest is infinitely better than Iron Maiden. This is the one time I agree with with uh, write it with Wes. Do you want to say it? Southard. Write or- it down. Southerorado or whatever his fucking name is. I don't know. This guy, he's written a couple of things, a couple of pamphlets. I don't know. He's written those some of those chick tracks things, right? Those <laughs> those religious tracks that they put in the bathroom. Uh in in like the men's rooms and I believe he's uh, he wrote the jokes in the bazooka joke. Bazooka jokes. Yeah, that's he, it. He, <laughs> he wrote a couple jokes. of poems. He wrote a couple They're of poems. <laughs> You could find his work uh, on a bathroom <laughs> stall wall. Yes. You know. And you can find him on the other side of the glory hole. In oh, that no, other side bathroom. of that glory hole. That mouth, <laughs> just, those lips, those pouty lips. I got to give him that. I got to give him are, that. They are, uh, uh, what did but... we say? Sensual. What did we say re- earlier? <laughs> sensual. Sensual. <laughs> sensual. Dread. <laughs> that, they, are, they provide that extra sensual dread <laughs> they do they, they really do. do i know i know i know and i i i don't know do you, do you want to say anything else about Stuart gordon 
just that I love him very much and uh, an underrated director. Um, even in even in um, the horror circuits, like we uh, we have Wes Craven, George Romero, John Carpenter. Those guys are kind of like the upper echelons. Uh, Stuart Gordon is definitely respected because of Reanimator, but he's not respected as much as those guys I've mentioned. And I think he should be. He's kind of a lower tier uh, horror legend, and I think he needs to be bumped up. Yeah, exactly. And and if you're uh, maybe not familiar with this work and you want to check it out, like we said earlier, a lot of it is on Amazon Prime right now. If you have access to Tubi, uh, uh, several of his movies are on there for free with some commercials put in, but they're not edited. They're just you know, they have commercials and you can watch them for free. So if you want to watch these movies and you have like, you know, some of these streaming services, please check them out. Yeah. And I was going to say uh, that this is Christmas time now. Oh, uh, ho, ho, ho. Uh, you, you fucking ho. Um, this, the, it's Christmas time. And if you don't want to watch Christmas movies for the millionth fucking time, you can relieve yourselves with a much better film by Stuart Gordon. By watching from beyond king of the ants uh or any of the other films we just talked about yeah um but yeah it is christmas time john wayne it is isn't it what the fucking do who cares yeah look at me hey roasting on a spit in hell yeah yeah fucking <laughs> <laughs> roasting on a spit in hell yep Goddamn right. Uh, so Man, Merry Merry uh, Christmas to you, Merry, I guess. Merry Christmas. It's and, not uh, yet. I mean, we got a couple days or something, right? Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's December tenth. It's not starting sucking this, each so. other's dicks just yet. Uh, or so. Jesus or Santa's dicks. You, you know, there's no it's reason not, to. I think it's even just, later than December tenth, actually. For this, it's like the next week. I thought it was the tenth. The, the the the. We already talked about. You're right. This. You know what? Wow. Yeah. I've, I have, uh, you know, to do a callback, I only traveled into the future. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, as you know, right. thing, you know, I can only travel into the future. So I'm a week ahead right yeah, now. Just Sorry. like accelerators here. You can only travel in the future. Exactly. Uh, and once again, I'm right. Well, let's just disagree on that. Yeah. Anyway, right. uh, I guess uh, thank you guys, and I hope you're a ho ho in yourselves to death. Uh, I hope you're sticking your Christmas right up your fucking ass. Right up your fucking ass. Uh, oh, I want to say before we go, uh, my new book, Mage of the Hellmouth, is uh, it's coming out January eighth, which is in about a month, and there are uh, twenty copies that will be available from me from the John Wayne is Dead website uh, that will come with a custom twelve sided die that uh has my handwriting for the numbers and uh special pentagram and uh you know signature on those so those will be those will be up for pre-order i imagine by the time this comes out on john on the shop page uh so there will only be 20 of those available so if you want to get one with the die uh check it out get off your ass people that's it boom nice. Otherwise, you know where we are. We're you all know. over us. You know how to you, find us. You know how we do. Uh, don't forget to call the Corey Hotline and uh, reach out to us. 832-930-1347. Uh, 
And also, Gosh. I just want to say, if you are, if you want to uh, try to reach Sheila or David, uh, that number that we were left was 832-225-3240. David Sheila has left that number. I'm not sure what that does, but, uh, oh no, his number is 832-400-2255. That's what it is. (laughs) Call both. Well, anyway. And call a Corey hotline, 832-930-1347. Leave us a message, especially if you're Southern or not with Southern. But particularly if you're a lady, uh, again, I am single. So Please. just leave your name, number, and measurements, and I'll get back to you. Um, we'll probably get back to you. Uh, also, I love you. That's it. I've oh, got nothing else. I love you, too. I love you. <laughs> uh, I kid because I love. Hey, buddies. If you want my advice, you're listening to the right podcast. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we got a couple of guys in love here. Hey, their knives are their penises. <laughs> it's for jacking off, isn't it? This is for jacking <laughs> off. Uh, All right. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>